calm before the storm. Dun 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 wow bum but I could take a bow won't count wow Remember Oh Rakatu? I remember Oh Rakatu. Yes. Do we want to put that at the end? Yeah. Oh Rakatu, mm-hmm. Oh Rakatu. Mm-hmm. All right. Well for other people who don't know and it's a good for one. you guys who know that we're on a uh spaceship. We're on a spaceship one, two, three. More spaceship one two three. That we're on a wonderful extended lazy era. That's right. And that's why there hasn't been so many podcasts in so long. I mean, listen to me. Does it sound like I'm energetic today? <laughs> no. That's cool. I like though when it's not so when it's not so hyper. Really? Yeah, I like it. All right. Well, I'm gonna try. Do you like the hyper more? No, not necessarily. But I always feel like I need to entertain the people who are listening, or else they just switch it off. I know that's the thing. But oh, no more, no more. I will have no more. (laughs) I will have no more. That's what they say. I have enough of this foolishness. What is wrong with you? I will not fool you. You are not fooled by my foolishness. I will stop because it is not. Anyway, you're far away from me today. Yeah, I'm really far away. (laughs) I'm looking at you through the. Rose-tinted glasses. The long room. Ah, yes. The long room. The long room in our high-tech studio. Jake decided to not sit right next to me, as you can see on that picture, which we're usually right next to each other, on that high-tech desk yeah. with our no, high-tech stand. Imagine the high-tech studio, but imagine, like, I'm on, I'm in one corner and Phil's in the other corner. And imagine there's, there's no desk in between. We're just looking straight across at each other. The long room. Longer. It's very long. I had a longer sandwich the other day. Did you? Yeah. Okay, you know, what's another, the longer sandwich? Those weird names Tell they us. Have Tell here. us about the longer well, sandwich. Well, KFC in Croatia has these... Oh, KFC now? Yes. Well, Finger licking good. That's the longer. And yeah, but... The interesting <laughs> thing about KFC is there is such that, a thing in America? No. No. See, that's the thing. They, that, elaborate, they elaborate their uh, names for their Yeah, it's weird products. how these fast food um, chains, how they operate in Europe is very strange because I think... That the fast food entrepreneurs, 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 yes, uh, from these fast food companies like KFC, which is owned by, was it Yum Brands? I think Yum Brands. Well, Yum Brands under PepsiCo. Wow. So PepsiCo owns Yum Brands. Indeed. So, so it's a big conglomerate. Quaker Oats is owned by PepsiCo. I heard that oats is actually a good breakfast, like a very keeps you going. Lucky you. I mean, I have not had breakfast for a while. Really? Not a breakfast for a while. I love breakfast, but if only it's like elaborate breakfast, you know? No. Elaborate breakfast, you know? Eggs, pancakes. The full American breakfast? Sausages. The full American breakfast. Or the awesome Northern European. Oh, yeah, like the Sprüschewürth and stuff. The Sprüschewürth. The little crackers yes. and the little... With the crackers and the cream cheese spread and, and, the, little... and the salmon, smoked salmon. I mean, that what's, is beautiful. What's the other thing called that? that um, Sustromen? Sustromen, right? yes, yes. You that's, can just that's open, a you complete breakfast cereal. You can just open it and cereal. eat it and go... Yeah. Oh, Put it in cereal, yeah. Oh, oh. Yeah, that's exactly how you use it. <laughs> and these uh, strange European ways... Because they take, they take, let's say, KFC, right? So KFC, what is it known for, right? Well, finger licking chicken with 11 herbs and spices. Exactly. And it's known for, like, what is the quintessential KFC thing? A bucket of chicken, right? Yeah, a bucket of chicken. A bucket of chicken is relatively cheap, and you get, you know, you know, drumsticks, thighs, all this, you know, fried chicken, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's weird when, when you get to Europe, 
they have KFC, and it's a new thing, relatively, right? Like, now KFC is, like, sweeping the European nations. It's going all over yeah. the place. But the strange thing is that the menu for KFC is vastly different than the American menu. So here in Croatia, they have the menu being focused on sandwiches instead of fried chicken. And it's relatively expensive. But the weird thing is these sandwiches... Oh, yeah, you can tell me about those. ...have these names like Longer and Rocker and, and Grander and... Grander. Grander. And I think the reason for that is because they're trying to make the names as easy as possible to pronounce, or what do you think? I don't know. Grander. Grander. Jan Grander, molim. Hey, Grander. I don't know, you know? I don't know either, my friend. Um, but, you know, it's it's interesting. And the sad thing is... But, you know, like, compared to the wonderful... Well, I don't know if I can say wonderful. I mean, people obviously have... You know, issues, opinions on, issues. Yeah, yeah their opinions food. on fast food, especially yeah. KFC and their treatment of chickens. I really, can't say anything like about this. Problems with well, they chicken? always do that, right? That's I true. don't know. I have no idea. I just know that the chicken is pretty good, it's and tasty. I, I I ate it when I was a kid, and I like the taste Me of too. their eleven herbs and spices when it comes to their chicken on their pressure cooker. And the cool thing is, though, that was invented by Colonel Sanders back in nineteen forty-five. No, I don't know. I don't know when it was. Um, Sorry. <laughs> Colonel Sanders wasn't actually a colonel, though. No, but he's an honorary, honorary colonel. Honorary colonel. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say about the, the, the... Yeah, so KFC, you know... No, no let's talk about sandwich. what KFC is in the States and what right. it's supposed to be. Yes. It's supposed to resemble homemade southern fried chicken. Exactly. It was supposed to have these 11 herbs and spices, which are so herbs well done. Herbs, herbs. Oh, you go in the British way. It was supposed to have these 11 herbs and spices, and they're supposed to... They're supposed to be this magical combination that... It's supposed to be this magical combination. and distinct. Yeah. And the good thing is that in Europe, they got the recipe exactly like the American one. So if you buy a drumstick, it tastes like the one from America, which is cool. That was That's great. I'm just... That just makes me so happy when, right? I, eat, when I eat one of those drumsticks. I just remember those wonderful times back then. Yeah, man. Uh... It's interesting because, speaking of more fast food adventures... No, no, I wanted to say we didn't finish about okay, but, KFC supposed okay, to be homemade ahead, Sorry, the definition so of KFC. all the, uh, the side dishes and the other options on the menu resemble southern... Yeah, cooking. Southern cooking, which would be, you know, mashed taters, coleslaw... Corn, corn on the cob. Corn on the cob, green beans, right. gravy... Um, comfort food. All and, of course, our food. favorite, the biscuit. The biscuit. Now... The biscuit, right? Doesn't, Whenever I had KFC, yeah. I always get two drumsticks and a biscuit. And the honey, remember? Which is not and actual the honey, honey. Yeah, it's honey sauce. Honey sauce. Quotation <laughs> marks. Yeah. You know, they're all greasy. They're all fattening. They're all bad for you, but it tastes great. That's the one thing I have to say. I, I agree. That I'm happy about, and I wouldn't mind eating some more of, because, you know, reasons. Because of, <laughs> because of reasons. And so now that's KFC, what it's like supposed to be. And it's been for many years, you know, people... In the States, yeah. Yeah, people eat KFC and they, they, they go for KFC for that fried chicken. Um, and it's weird when they move these European... Uh, make these European divisions... <laughs> microphone's like <laughs> up in your yeah, forehead. Know. Okay, go. They, they tend to change the menu so vastly that suddenly you have to ask yourself, you know, are they really capturing the essence of the, of, of the fast food <laughs> What chain? are you laughing at? at me speaking about essences of fast food chains. Yeah. Um, but it's true. So here they have a focus on sandwiches, right? And the sad thing is the chicken is kind of expensive, right? And there's not yeah. that much of it, you know? Mm. Which is understandable, you know, you could look at economics and stuff like that and see that it's not as viable for them to have, you know, 
a lot of chicken for a good price. But still, I think they need... Or chicken to, that's they, treated well. I think that they <laughs> should seriously just use the exact same menu. Right. Okay. Maybe it might be. It might be still expensive. But, but the whole point of the KFC. whole point of KFC is that you know chicken biscuits, all that stuff. So don't change it so much as to where it's not anymore exactly KFC. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. Exactly, my friend. And, and that's so why I like. You know, I would like to eat you no know, more KFC. <laughs> Sounds like it's like a duty. I to would eat like KFC. to eat no more KFC. <laughs> no, I would like to eat more. KFC. <laughs> yeah. But you know, it's just. It's a different it's just, kind it's of It's disappointing KFC. whenever you get it. It's I not say. disappointing. I wouldn't say okay, it's disappointing, okay. but it's just different. You know, yeah. that's fine. But you wonder why. You wonder why. It's just like, remember Taco Bell? Remember Luke was telling us how... Luke Coons. Luke Coons. When Taco Bell opened in the UK for the second time, I think it was, (laughs) in Manchester, right? Yeah. He went to Manchester to eat Taco Bell. And I think relatively, it was relatively similar. But, you know, like, some things are missing. You know, like, they have, they might have... Spicy fries, right? At Taco Bell, yeah, yeah, instead yeah. of like fried or nachos, spiced or something. fries. And it's weird because it feels like they're wanting to accommodate to some strange idea of European taste. Like, oh, in Europe they like spicy foods, so we'll put a bunch of spicy stuff. Yeah, like a KFC, right? All of that stuff in the menu, a lot of it's spicy. Yeah, yeah. But why? You know, what, what hot is that? chicken wings. Yeah, hot chicken wings, hot strips, and stuff like that, which is fine. But I just don't understand. I would like, I would love to know what the marketing meetings are like, yeah like, okay we're moving to croatia so we need to have spicy food and we need to replace every kind of home cooking except yeah. for the corn and the cob the, for the idea though is the idea is okay there's mcdonald's there we need to compete yeah. fries yeah. put in fries and yeah. they put in fries well they they do have fries in the actual kfc oh they do i think i didn't know that but you but know no what I'm one saying, gets right? them for the fries they get them for the awesome crispy chicken exactly so and, it's and just, the mashed potatoes it's an interesting thing to notice how it's so different or the mashed potato the powder same, you know <laughs> <laughs> Which might be the case. Yeah. Or like, remember we went to Pizza Hut in Slovakia for the first time? Yeah. That was, let me think. Yeah, that was the first time we had Pizza Hut in Europe after a long time, remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We Since Austria, like 1998 or something. In Europe. In Europe, right? right yeah. Plenty in America. the only time after that long period of not having any kind of Pizza Hut in Europe. Yeah. We went to Slovakia, to Tim's place. And it was pretty good, right? It was pretty good. Like, they got it down pretty, yeah. pretty pizza-like. But the funny thing was, right? I got the mushrooms were, were they chopped. Different? Like they were, they they weren't chopped. They were carved. That's what it felt like. What should they be? They should be like nice savory chunks. And what was your? So it's like, uh, like you know, like a millimeter thick. Okay, so kind or of like even, little, like slices, little, like a few, a few millimeters thick. Okay, and yours were what? Like almost like like half a centimeter. There oh. we go. Uh, to use the metric <laughs> standards. Um, but mine were carved. They were like little paper slices, which is how they they use usually do it here in Europe for pizza. For a kind of Italian style pizza. Mm-hmm. Paper sliced mushrooms. Yeah. And it was funny, I got a pepperoni pizza. And uh Did was, you, my friend. Yeah, and I was thinking like, okay, you know, this is gonna be the the classic quintessential American pepperoni pizza. And then the pepperonis were the European pepperonis. Which, again, not bad. It's not a bad thing. I'm not trying to say it's a bad thing, but it's a different thing. Not exactly the same. Pepperonis. But why are you bringing this up if it's just a different thing? I don't know, because I was talking about KFC. So I just, but, I you, just, but, you, but the point of your discussion here is that you would like it to be... Yeah, I mean, that is my point. But it's also my point, I'm wondering why that is. That, that to have, for instance, like, you know, a brand like that, mm-hmm. and to introduce it here, but then kind of get some things not quite... Yeah, and, and not that's the have thing the biscuit. I'm 
Huh? And not have the biscuit. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only thing I'm thinking. <laughs> the biscuit. <laughs> I love the biscuit. Yeah. Um well that that was our that was our wonderful talk. I don't know. I like I like fast food. I don't know. Yeah. It's fun. There's it's nothing. like once in a while you're just like, you know, I could go for this and it's like you go for it. Yeah. That's what I think. I think it's just general kind of like uh atmosphere that like a lot of people don't like fast food for some reason, but they eat it anyways, you know? To be fair though, uh most fast food places in the States aren't very well kinda sloppy. Yeah. Yeah. That is true. And they kind of feel dirty. Mm. Remember, like the Burger King that was like. I do. The local... Or you go to the to the um, uh, drink fountains. Yeah. And it's like, you press the button. It's like sticky. It's like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or like you just go to, like the Burger King that we had that was local. It wasn't. Yeah. It was a town Burger you know, King. A sticky floor. It was a sticky floor Burger King. Yeah. Stuff like that. That yeah. that sort of I know. puts people off because I mean. Well, that's the that's... plus though about the European. Let's say at least yeah, in Croatia, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. McDonald's. It's amazing, like they how keep, clean yeah. it is. You know, it's it's how like they value a, their profession, yes. not profession, their uh, their occupation. Occupation, um, you know, and it's just it's clean, and you know the food and they is like being great. There. Yes, it seems. Well, that's because there's no. I think there's no stigma. like stigma. Yeah. You know, as it is like in the states, like fast food, bad. Mm-hmm. Even though it's not necessarily a bad thing. You know? No, I mean you have a job. I mean that's that's a good thing. Yeah. Right? Um, but yeah, it's a different. It's a different approach. Cool. Indeed. Well, that was. So that uh, wraps up so our that, fast food uh, quarter. That wraps up our fast food. Coming up next, we are going to recap what we talked about last time. Now, all right, last... Rob. Have you heard the new Gorilla single? N- no. <laughs> was it hip with the boys? It was indeed hip with the boys. I enjoyed every second of it, every minute, every hour. In fact, it was an hour-long song. It was called the hour-long hypocrite song. Really? No, I was just joking. But Kuma, I, but Kuma. no. What what do you call that when you have when you go back from like you talk about the previous episode and yeah, stuff to get wrong? Mm. No, they say they, it's a oh, it's a term. Is it a term? Um, let me think here. I think it's something like correction, retro correction. Let's call it that. Whatever retcon. <laughs> That's a retcon. No retcon is not. Is it correction? Yeah, it's a. It's Why a would it end at end though? You're correcting something oh, correction. after the fact, and you're changing it. Never mind. Okay. We're just going to go back, and I'm going to mention some things that I forgot. Okay. For example, mention. we were talking about a uh, movie, movie list. What was it? Letterboxd. Yeah, Letterboxd. The, the, website, <laughs> the website that uh, I Box. told everybody to go and join. And our good friend Joan, Joan, yeah, she joined, she joined, and she wrote all kinds of stuff, and it was great reading her reviews and looking at what she watched. That's right. And Frank, of course, our good friend Frank. Is, Speaking of which, he I was went, there before. I went to Letterboxd the other day. Speaking of Frank, he has this review that I didn't finish. Okay. You want to remember go that? that? Yeah, the, the little, little the, the the jelly, review. the jelly creature. The jelly creature with his stupid eyes. Oh, it's a him? Yeah. I thought it was like a neutral. Jacob, you were watching the trailer. <laughs> you can't I know, remember. but it's like, you know, I just, I got right. the general idea. Well, I'd like to read it because okay. I said I would and I didn't. <laughs> but okay. now I can. So, so while you're gonna getting ready, I went to Letterboxd the other day on my phone to to log my latest movie I saw, and I saw Jones star rating for the Avengers. And I will not. Which one? It, Which one? The new Avengers. Oh, the new one. And I will well, not see, the, the new one. We're gonna have to say something about that. We probably will say a few things, but I will not mention the star rating because. Um, I'm trying to keep it, you know, very just, you know, open, 
Uh, let the possibilities I'm trying, I'm trying be there. I'm trying to look at it while I'm trying to find Frank's reviews. But the the good thing is that I just I realized, you know, I there's... <laughs> I can't see. I, I can't see it. I just I realized that it. we all have I, our own opinions. I, I don't want to see. And, um, you know, and that's totally cool. Yes, you don't. Why did I subscribe to you? Did you see it, Phil? Did you see it? First? Did you see it, Phil? Yes. I didn't want to. <laughs> it's over now. It's all, all done. Right. Said and done. All right, here we go. Okay, so this is Frank's review, and I'd love to read it. Whoops, I'm sorry. This is Frank's review, and I'd love to read it because it concerns home and DreamWorks, and Frank is usually, uh, wouldn't you say, his opinions are very positive most of the time. I would say they, and that's they not lean a bad towards thing. That's positive. Excellent. Yes, we need yes. people like that I because totally I'm a grumpy troll that yeah, lives I agree, in the dungeon. I, I think I myself am generally and I people can, I can be too negative. Yeah, and, and people, it's annoying. Yeah. I need to stop. And people who see the positives in things yeah. are usually nicer people that I wish I was more friends with. Yeah, and they're usually okay when I don't like something, but I understand when they get a little bit annoyed, and that's my fault because I should learn to control myself yeah, a little we, bit more. I think more. Yes, I agree. We should both control ourselves. But uh, here we go. Um, and that whole idea of controlling yourself and talking about something negative is a whole different topic that we probably won't be. It's a different covering. topic. It's a long discussion. Yeah, because there's it's a lot of personal issue like with myself when it comes to filmmaking and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So that yeah, that's it's a whole different. It's so whole yeah, anyway, different. so here's Frank's review for Home, and he's also look at that. He's a little check mark on his name. He's such a celebrity. All right, so. He watched it March 28th, 2015. So this is a while ago, almost a month ago. And this is DreamWorks film Home. This movie was everything I don't like about DreamWorks animation. This is a clear example of how they don't think of story. They only think of how cute the creature will be. Toys. And how can we sell it to teens? Rihanna music. This is not a film. This is a product. So thoughts, Jacob? End quote. End quote. He didn't. He didn't write thoughts, Jacob. No, he didn't. He didn't write thoughts, Jacob. Uh, thoughts. Uh, I, 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 I love no his thoughts. icon, by the way, on on Letterboxes. Tom Cruise going. <laughs> <laughs> you just gotta help, you know. Uh, no, no, you, you, you brought this up. I brought so this up, so I think, I, think, we, I think we're waiting for your thoughts. Okay, my thoughts are he is probably right. I haven't seen the film. I don't mm-hmm. intend to see it. Uh, I might see it on a plane, maybe if I travel somewhere. And on one of those like, little, like, yeah. two hundred by two hundred pixel screens. Yeah, yeah, and if there's nothing else to look at. Yeah, but uh, in general, yeah, uh, the trailer did feel like that, and I feel like, I mean, if it works, it works on a business standpoint. But you know, I always feel like when you're doing a creative work, you always have to think of the art side of it. You're thinking of the why. Why would you do this? And not in a money making because that is a that's a technical reason while you're doing something and you don't want to think of it in a technical way you want to think of it in a in a purely emotional relatable human way of why you are presenting this product or right. story and trying to make it the best you can make it that's about as much as i can say without knowing what the movie's about or Fair watching enough, it. i think thank you now i'm vindicated now what else did i have that i, I am forgot wrong. right i am vindicated in, remember that song yeah that's from spider-man yeah. too right yeah. <laughs> i'm spider-man and uh I made a I made a mistake. Okay. Uh, last time I said it was Dan Ippolito, who is oh, the yes. model maker no. and makeup artist. It's Frank Ippolito, just like Frank Ireland, Frank Ippolito. <laughs> Easy I'm way to so remember. sorry. 
Um, and then when I was talking about how grandma says, if you don't have anything good to say. Oh, yes, I know. You got this <laughs> I got totally this out. totally wrong. I thought he was on purpose, though, because when I saw on Well, Facebook, in my case, comment, it's probably right because I'm negative. But it was funny, though, because it was a funny, because it was like, you know. Yeah, I actually wanted to say if you have nothing bad to say, don't say anything at all, which is a very good rule of thumb, of course, but uh, I usually mess that up so okay. many times. It's okay, man. But I can't help it. I, th- I feel like we need both both of these things and we can discuss about them so we don't sugarcoat any kind of thing. Right, well, there's a difference there, yeah. But there's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a very thin line to dance across it with, while you're balancing right. it, while you're trying to be be a good but person. But I think, I think grandma's saying the real one... <laughs> Has 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 a good has a yeah. good message. Yeah, we yeah. should we should listen to that. So we have some topics. I also have some oh, topics cool. here because I'm just uh, rolling with the uh, Joan with the show. Yeah, she actually asked because her friends, she and her friends and associates in the Philippines, all oh. the way there, they uh, embarked on, or at least people she knows embarked on a, a film. They were making a little film of their own. Cool, which is amazing. I, I love that stuff. As you know, obviously, psyched, man. And, you know, and she was asking if I knew any great making ofs ah. that would be probably educational. Now, you want to talk about that? I think this is a great sure, topic I like to talk about. Ups. It's funny because my perspective is that I don't, I'm not a filmmaker. You know, I'm not a person who makes movies, you know? No. But I know a lot of... I, <laughs> that sounded so I, mean. I, no, what are you talking no. about, man? You made... Deathstruck. Deathstruck. Uh, I mean, I can't ignore you know my my old career, <laughs> plummeted in the box office. That was great. But, you know. I loved it. Deathstruck, man. But yeah, well, what else do you want to say? No, about? I just want to say that it's interesting because for me, it's like uh, the making ofs are interesting. I think probably mostly because you're into movies. Well, you're into movies. You know, yeah. You are a film man. So then that's where my interest kind of like... You know, I'm a Phil man. A Phil man. Yeah. And so my kind of, you know, perspective is that it's all interesting to me, but I think I don't know if I would be as interested if, if you weren't a if film I weren't man. Interested. So that's, that's kind of very, my perspective. But it's true, you know. Yeah. But it is still, you know, fascinating. I think that I, it interests me, you know. Those, yeah, those, because those you're, you're all this... Because it is, I think the thing that connects with me... There's so much organization. Me, yes. The thing that connects with me is the creative process. So any creative process uh, yeah, to me yeah. is... Is a great thing. Mm. Let's talk about that. But I was going to say that the the thing about seeing people working behind the scenes is that there's so much going on for something that's just going to be entertainment and or art yeah. if it's good. I mean, that's subjective, of course. Uh, and it's just always interesting how they always have to think up, have some creative, and they have to think out of the box many times to get the effect that they need. And I'm not. I don't mean effect like visual effect. I mean the effect at the end, uh, the for the end result. Yeah. Which is always a challenge for every movie, and it never gets easier. But sometimes there's a streamlining that that happens. Yeah. Uh, when you have a big enough budget, and then there's companies and groups that know what they need to do, and you know very fast. I mean, it it also comes down to uh, experience, you know, and how much, how many tricks you know, you mm-hmm. know, throughout making different um, projects and films, you know. Yeah. Just like in mixing music. Uh, you learn a lot of tricks, and then later on, when you mix more songs, you realize like this trick will work here, this trick will work uh-huh, there. Yeah, yeah. Just like in filmmaking, you can go, oh, we'll use this trick there because now you know more tricks. That's you know? right. That's and right. I think that's part of also. I agree. But of course, every circumstance always has different challenges. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the business of making ofs is amazing because 
whenever I was a kid, I remember, I think one of the earliest things I've actually been excited about when it came to seeing a behind-the-scenes featurette was when the German ORF TV channel, the Austrian national... Uh, oh, is it a national channel? Yeah, ORF, Österreichische... I thought it was a private. Fernseh... ORF. Österreichische Radio Fernsehen something. Kanal. Yeah. And they have obviously like three of them. It's just like BBC or whatever. And uh, they, you know, Jurassic Park came out maybe a year ago and they premiered it on their on their station. Jurassic Park, right? And after that, they said they're going to be an exclusive behind the scenes featurette, you know, with Steven Spielberg and, you know, stuff like that. And they were showing some uh, plate photography of the puddles, the puddle splashes for the T-Rex footsteps. Just yeah. by themselves. Oh, yes. Plate. And I was like, what is this? I want to see this. And then we saw it. Then they, they shot a little shot of, they showed a little shot of Gary Rydstrom with his keyboard. Yeah. yeah. With the Raptor sound samples. And I was like, I want to see this. You know, I can't wait. When is it coming? And my mom said, okay, we'll record it, but you have to go to school or whatever that was. I don't remember. And I never, ever got to see that feature. <laughs> no? No. And we, I thought we recorded it, but we didn't. But do you think it was a documentary made exclusively for the... I think it might have been the the James Earl Jones forty minute one. Yeah, the in the making two hundred million years. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jurassic Park. So that was kind of, that was kind of like your breathed, intro. Even how they looked. That was your intro to making. Join those. us for Jurassic Park, as Mufasa will tell you about. <laughs> tell you that. Look at the stars. He never yeah, said yeah. that, did he? N- no. no. Um, but that was that was your introduction to kind of yeah. I mean, the biggest introduction to filmmaking itself was I thought as a kid I thought these things happened for real. There was no way. Yeah. Well, like yeah. I said, you remember how I said I said I was gonna buy a toy from T Rex toy and go to Timmy's house, Tim Tim Murphy Tim from Murphy. Jurassic Park, and give him that T Rex toy. I know. And I thought he would still have the same weathered down clothes and he would be like and then you open the door and there's Alan Grant still in his scars and everything and Ellie Sattler and then there's I don't know why weird and I give it to him and he'd be like thanks and we can be friends weird right it is weird but because when you're a kid you have no idea it's just so weird you have no concept but when I saw like a poster of Jurassic Park and it said a Steven Spielberg film I said what is this someone's making a film you know yeah who is this Steven Spielberg Mr. Steven Spielberg was the first one I actually noticed and consciously started thinking of, there's people behind making these movies. Wow, wow. It's not a cool. documentary. And it's also funny because I, I knew German, so Spielberg in German, Spielberg, which translates as, as even Spielberg says, this, as Playmount. Playmount. Yeah, but, so true. But it's also the connotation of Spielfilm, which is a movie. So I always thought that his last name was like the perfect movie maker last name because it's like he combined the two. Yeah, Spielfilm. So, with that said, any documentaries you think that that you really liked and you liked watching over and over again? So, are we talking about? Um, yeah, all the ones on DVDs that we. Is this more for like um for educate? Like, I think she wanted to know if there's any that would give some insight on how you yeah can make, I was gonna say how you can get more information on. You know some some production aspects. Yeah, and some kind of maybe some some things you wouldn't have known otherwise had yeah. you not been on a film set or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Let's see. Uh, I think a good place to start would probably Star be Wars. Huh? Star Wars. Star Wars episode one. Oh yes, 
That's our favorite. That's, I think that's, that's a <laughs> really my favorite. Good I love it. It's just one. It's only an hour long. I think we talked about it before. We though. did. We t- I think we'll, we'll cover stuff that I think we talked about before again. All right. So the beginning making of episode one on the Star Wars bonus disc, episode one bonus disc for the DVDs. That was great. It was directed by I can't remember his name. It's so difficult remembering his name, but he's know, really harder. good, and I really like the way he filmed this. It was just footage. It was just telling a story. The thing about documentaries is I'm not in there for the storytelling. It can be as loose as you want, but I just want to see them work on the movie that I watched. Yeah. So, um, unfortunately, many documentaries have not been made with my preferences in mind. In mind. So, they usually get really short ones that are supposed to tell more of an emotional or some kind of story, which is fine for a different type of documentary, yeah. but for me, I like the ones that actually document things. <laughs> instead yeah, or, of- or at least they... they um cast the events in a light in, in, in their most truest form like as they would have unfolded in real life so oh, it, kind yeah. of, it puts you there as if you were making the movie with the people that though i think those are the best making yeah. of where you feel like you're there so there's that one with no music no hardly any interviews just footage yeah it's i mostly, love that yeah. one and it was expertly put together so that's the beginning making of episode one next one is digital Digital Creatures, which is not as good Digital as the creatures? beginning. The one with Ron Cobb. Ron Cobb. Remind me again. Ron Cobb. Robert Coleman. That's his name. Rob Coleman. For Star Wars? Who was the animation supervisor for all the prequels. And they were talking about episode two. Remember, that was the premiere documentary on the bonus disc for episode two, Star Wars. Was this the one where they're talking where uh, they're talking about Yoda? Yeah. Going about the Shroud of the Dark what Side? What blood do you want him? I'd say green blood. It's that like, one, yeah. No, green blood will make his ears so green. He should have orange blood. There you go. Okay, so that's the se- that's the second documentary. That's a good one because it's again same guy. Yeah, who did the beginning? But he, now, I didn't know now that. we're focusing on the digital puppets and everything. It's not as good, but I think it's still fun to look at. Then uh, there's as far as real documentaries go, the ones from the Alien Quadrilogy are really mm. good. They are really good. I watched them now recently again. They, I love how I every time I go back to watch these documentaries, I know a little bit more of what they're talking Th- those about. Those are a good example of um, documentaries that are really in depth. Yes, and they don't. They're not afraid to talk about they're the not, details, and, and they're not so, afraid to talk about the stories. I love that they that even talk to, about. Yeah, they even talk you know, about like in Alien Three. They were talking about how 20th Century Fox was wrong, and this is a 20th Century Fox release. Yeah, isn't that great? I, yeah. I, I like that transparency in those kind of yeah. documentaries. Interesting note from that was also that. Um, on a personal note, was the documentary for Alien 3. That's what we were talking... That's what I just mentioned. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, where they talked about the original idea yeah. for Alien 3. And they, they talked about it, I think, at length, uh, explaining what their original concept was for the film, which was um, completely different than what they ended up going with. And I actually I actually like that uh, idea better. Now, would it, would it have panned out? Well, I don't know. But I like the, the concept... Because um, Alien Three is one of those movies. I think Alien Three is probably one of those films that you either like or you either hate. I don't know. It's it's kind of hard to be in between because if it's if it's in between, then it's a little bit boring. I'm trying to remember his name. Uh, the 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 director. New Zealand director. Oh, the guy who's supposed Quasi. to who was originally supposed to direct yeah, yeah, yeah. it. Yeah, who who came up with this whole idea that was really good. Uh, his name is Brett. You know what? You're probably right. Bread. Filifu? Filifu. What if you just find his name later? Vincent Ward. Vincent Ward? Vincent Ward. Oh, Vincent. All right, so cool. this Vincent New Ward. Zealand 
guy from New Zealand. I think he works in Australia, though. He was called in by the people from Alien 3. I mean, <laughs> 20th Century Fox and the producers, you know, David Geiler. Alien 3 people? David Geiler, Walter Hill. Um, and they wanted him to make Alien 3, and then on the plane he just had this idea to do the wooden planet for Alien 3. I don't know if anyone watched Alien 3 or not, but it's it's a kind of a mess. But I like the mood because David Fincher is pretty good at that sort of stuff because he was the final director. And uh, they were talking about and they were talking about this unused idea that he had, which was very bizarre and very strange, but it would have worked. It totally would have worked, but people were, the producers and the executives were, the suits, were uh, complaining about, how does this wooden planet even work? Because it's supposed really? to be a planet that was made all out of wood for people who didn't want to live in high yeah, technology I think it was, land. It was, wasn't it something like... It was like it these was, monks. Yeah, monastic. It was like... Or monastic? No. Pastoral. Yes. Like, like it was would, kind of like a... Yeah. A place for monks to go... Yeah, they people who didn't want to live in... The technolo- technological... Yeah, yeah like, the, like Space Amish. Right, Space Amish. But, in, like, but it looks more like... Uh, you know, dark ages. It was interesting because I and think... And so the alien comes in there with Ripley, and Ripley has to stay there. She can't get out, and the alien starts killing people, and then people think it's the devil and stuff like that. It's great. That would have been interesting. And then and she finds out that she has an alien in her, and then, you know, kind of like what Alien 3 is all about. Sorry, spoiler, by the so way. So now you don't have to watch that documentary. No, no, you, you should. It's really good. No, I know. And I like that they were showing all this all this stuff, and they, and they use... and They, they unearthed all they kinds of stuff. They give you information about pre-production of a film and how how to get things started yeah there's this book that i got which is not useful for people who are making independent films but it tells you a little bit how the studio system works it's written by a lawyer and i keep forgetting his name as mr I lawyer I think mr name. lawyer and i bought this book and it's somewhere i just lost it and i hate it because it was like the studio system and it told you everything you need Phil to lost know in that public about bathroom how, about how these in. big projects start you know and tells you about the inner workings of disney of Paramount, of Sony, of Universal, of 20th Century Fox. All this stuff gives you lots of information about, uh, like, the pipeline that it goes through, like how it starts with the line producer, and then it just goes all the way to all these different facets of production and tells you about how, in the past, it used to be the studio system and how that method worked, and then how this new system is working, where they, uh, you know, where they kind of almost freelance individual productions production companies, and uh, workshops that do specialized yeah, things Yeah, as, as opposed to the single studio yeah, system that, system that, that everybody worked in-house. Started the yeah. whole thing. And I think it's really cool, and I wish I knew what the, the name was. Title? It's like something like... Wasn't it something like Understanding Hollywood or something yeah, like that? Something like that. And it's great because no one reads it. <laughs> it's like, isn't it like no Amazon reviews? No Amazon reviews, but it was very useful for me, and I liked it a no, lot. It was cool. And it was very, it was written by someone who was not like a creative person and not trying to tell you anything, just trying to document yeah, how it works. the facts. And it was great. I like that stuff. And it's, and I love finding things that no one finds. I think that's, nice. that's the greatest stuff. And it, when you find out it's good too. So there's, there's that. And I'm so bad at actually giving a summary. No, you did a summary. Uh, but let's move on to our other ones. Okay. So just to, just to kind of give a brief. Uh, all right. So there's X-Men. Yes, X Men uh, One Point Five is the DVD. Remember when they used to do that One Point Five? They kind of stopped. With those yeah, things. they stopped. I remember I was on the set of X Men Three and I was talking to the making of cameraman. I wish I could see that. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I know. And he said 
He said, oh, yeah, we're going to do X-Men 2.5 before X-Men 3 comes out. Never happened. Oh, well. And I said, I love that documentary. The uh, It's called, like, the Scrapbook or whatever. And it's just, again, it's just footage of... Yeah, it's very Brian similar and very friends. similar to the Star Wars yeah, approach. Yeah, Except it's more loose and there's, like, no real story. Were there story. interviews in that one? I don't remember. A little bit. A little, little bit. bit. But anyway, there's all kinds of little, little tidbits there. A lot of onset stuff as well. Yeah. You get to see kind of what I get. I imagine what it would be like. Yeah. On the set. And there's that. And then there's what else is there? Well, well, let's kind of group these, these kind of Star Wars-esque or slash. Okay. Well, there's this wonderful uh, Kingdom of Dreams. Empire of Dreams. Empire of Dreams. This is a good one. It is a good one, but it doesn't tell you much about the filmmaking process. It doesn't. But, but it, it does tell you the story of the Star Wars movies very, it, it fairly well. It gives you well. a good backdrop mm-hmm. of the origins of the Star Wars films. Mm-hmm. And also, dun, 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 what the dun, what the film dun, climate was back then dun, when they were making that dun, 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 film? Yeah, that's a good one. Because that was a to our documentary. You can watch it on YouTube. It's, still it's on a YouTube. good documentary. I've never seen a Ken Burns documentary, but it is actually I think I have in school once about the Civil War. Ken Burns documentary, but it's that kind of classic, modern classic documentary style where there is um, a narrator. A narrator. It has been hailed the strangest film of our time. Archive footage. Archive footage. I don't know if there's interviews. George Lucas's science movie. Were there interviews in that one or not? I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. Were they? Okay, yeah. so it kind of combines all those. So it creates kind of a, a story arc. Mm-hmm. So it's more of a story documentary rather than just a pure But uh, it gives a good overview of all the movies. Like, what did you say? It gives a good overview of all three movies. Yeah, and it gives you the whole, yeah. whole backstory. Then That's there's a, a really one. good one. If and you that, want that to know located bit, on sorry. the bonus disc of our yeah of, of the, the 2004 silver, if you got the widescreen ones or the or the full screen golden ones the same. full screen yes, garbage I, think, those, <laughs> I, now I know what kind of a travesty that was we pre-ordered that the moment we saw it coming well, out because it's like first time on DVD we thought it was the, we didn't know anything we thought it was the ultimate edition yeah which I think probably most people think those are the ultimate and then editions. we find out that it's definitely not no. because there is no original film yet there is no hmm. uh yes that's the one mm-hmm. that's a good one. Now there's a good one from episode three. If you want to know about the 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 the, the different people the working on films. Yeah, that one is interesting. In it's that, called like what? In a minute. Yeah, in a minute. And it's narrated by Rick McCallum. It's not a minute though. Where's it with Rick's? No, and it's like they're t- talking about that one minute of footage. Right, one minute of footage, right. And it's like, this is what it takes to make this one minute of footage. I'm Rick McCallum, and we're going it's to... It's going to be great. And, and George so is happy. Stuff going on. Uh, what's her name again? Natalie's happy. <laughs> Liam Ian's, is happy. Liam's yeah, happy. Ian. I got off the phone with Liam. Yeah, yeah, okay. He's happy. So, yeah, Rick McCallum narrates this. It's on the bonus materials for episode three. It's a good one in that it's a little bit different yes. in its approach. Unfortunately, they don't yeah, we have, wanted to see the entire thing. Yeah, they don't have the whole documentary, but no, not you mean the whole coverage sorry, of the, of the, the whole, whole movie. No, but the good thing is that they they show a lot of stuff that you would normally see, like like you said, who's involved in what and yeah. what everyone's job is on on a movie project. Yeah, it's good. That was a good one. It's What's good. that called? Ah, whatever. We, it doesn't matter. Episode three in a minute on the bonus di- like on the bonus disc. Yeah, um, but there's also all these other featurettes on. Every uh, prequel Star Wars. Those DVD. are all good. The web all clips, yeah. or whatever they were called. Just telling you a bunch of stuff. It's good. Um, what else is there? There's uh, the making well, of. We can go with the classic now that everyone's seen, probably. Yeah. Oh, the Every Lord of the Rings. Every home in America. Yeah, yeah. In the world. 
Lord of the Rings documentaries from the extended edition. The extended editions. Yeah. These I think are. I love that because I watched I watched a few of them now again yeah. recently, and I, I love it every time I know more about movies. I understand a lot more about what they're talking about, and when I look at footage, and I'm like, oh, I didn't know this before. That's cool. I love that. So it's a great thing. That's cool. Those are a good example of Costa covering Bo- everything. Costa Botes, which we mentioned like him like 50 million times. Yeah. He said in his blog post about talking about and he was asking some questions mm-hmm. based on we his link documentaries. Yeah. And he was talking about how he thought that the uh, Lord of the Rings extended edition documentaries were very narrative driven, which is true. And they're a good example of that, those documentaries. Where what they did, I think, was they covered why they made things and how they made things. Yeah. For every part of the film. But it's nice because it has that it has that more um it has the stories as well mm-hmm. in there from the actors and from everyone who worked on the films. Yep. And you get a different side which is also kind of like the so to speak memories. You know, from What? The, the memories? The memories. <laughs> the memory glands. The memory glands of shooting. Yes. The film and making the film. So that's a good example of that. But you also get a lot of technical stuff as well mm-hmm. with that. Yes. You get everything. But it feels like... Yeah, but it does feel like, to me, like a little bit of a montage kind of zips through. It I could, suppose, it could take the, its time, but you can't... You know, how much time do you want to take a lot for of stuff the to average cover. audience member? There's a lot of stuff to cover, this. though. Yeah, 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 definitely. So I think you can't complain. Yep, it's good. And there's a lot of stuff there. Um, there's... The Mummy wasn't very good. Was the it? Mummy. Building a better mummy from The Mummy. The oh, is that the one where it's like, where, what was his name? The the CGI. John um, Burton. John Burton. Where he's talking and, and they, they always do this in documentaries but in the background. They and have Ben little, Snow is in there. They have a little, they have a screen yeah. that loops a clip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Forever. Yeah, yeah, when and they're talking. Like, and, yeah. and Ben Snow is in there and he's not even a supervisor yet and... Ben Snow is a yeah. I remember him. He worked on Industrial um, Light and Magic. He's like one of the top guys now. Very cool. Uh, that's that wasn't that wasn't too informative. Well, really. Let's talk about the informative ones. Then. Well, I'm trying to think of. Uh, so we got we covered pretty much the base. And Costa Botes is documentary, of course. Uh, yeah, of course, of course, of course. Rings documentaries. Uh, the Hellboy one was good. Yeah. The because it go, it went from the beginning to the end, and. Also, if you want to know more about movie making, watch the movies with commentaries. That is true. By the directors. That is if true. If you watch them with the actors, it's just the actors is just like if they if there's I got this grape soda. <laughs> yeah. So good, so good. <laughs> my, my mom's calling. Sorry. Yeah. I'm back now. Yeah. Um, but if you get the director by himself, you, most of the time they will have a lot of good advice, and it's so wonderful that these things actually allow these people to ev- to spill the beans, as it were, and just keep. Telling people how they make things know, so other people those will beans. know. And it's so good. I love that. I think that's the best thing. It is a great thing. It's the best idea. <laughs> yes. Story-wise, Story it is the best, the best idea. idea. You're going to see people getting transportation without even having to go to an airport now. Hello, <sighs> Logan. They're grieving. Another good documentary is that we've mentioned many times. Are the King Kong production diaries? Oh yes, I yes, mean, those yes. are like they're a hard to come mine. by now. Those are like a gold mine. If you if you're interested in filmmaking and if you're interested in what it looks like, yeah, on a daily basis, because this is this was pretty much them yeah, covering. Every week. Yeah, every week they're covering a day, right? Or so. No, they were to cover. They were covering different departments. But it was essentially there. It was like a little, little, little. 
slot of time. It wasn't like they were covering a month's worth of stuff. They were covering very much like one moment. That's because they were filming it every week. Yeah. So they were and doing, that's great. They were doing exactly yeah. that. Okay, maybe a week. They were doing every week. They did. I remember. 2005, KongasKing.net. Yeah. The, the OneRing.net people made a KongasKing.net because they loved Peter Jackson so much after Lord of the Rings. Yeah, this is the fans. And then what happened was a great sort of outlet to their production uh, updates, which was every week they would have a video of what they're doing at King Kong Land all the way until the movie came out. But it was really good, though. It was really good. If you watch those... They're great. Because they tend to focus as well on roles Mm -hmm. of different people in different departments. I remember one in specific was Ants. Was that his name? Ants? Ants Farrell. Yeah. He was in charge of, what was he? He was a production... I think he was a... No, he wasn't a gaffer. But I remember like, I remember they they recorded his episode about him and what he does. And the next week, it was like, oh, we didn't get any questions for you. And I was like, man, what? No one asked him any questions? He's like, come on. Lance Farrell's a funny guy. He was, yeah, he was a funny guy and he was interesting. Yeah. You know, what he was yeah. doing. I don't know what... Ask a bunch of stuff. Yeah, yeah. But that that's a good series. There's a lot of episodes. Yeah, and, and then also the extended edition, King Kong. Oh, was good. Materials. I can't remember much. They're those. great. They're, remember they were talking about designing King Kong? They were talking right. about Andy Serkis uh, breaching his contract and going Going into Africa. Africa and... Looking at the at the girls, yeah, and that was that was that was more in the vein of Lord of the Rings. Not yeah, but it was great but too. It was, good. it was still informative, and it didn't have that Lord of the Rings schmaltz. It didn't, no, because no one cared anymore. Yeah, actually, yeah. watching it again, it wasn't that schmaltzy. No, no. But yeah, I mean, you have to admit though, like, yeah, they, they do it every do that. every segment. We were friends. Good. We were real friends. And it's like, yeah, but it's we a know. good thing. It's a great it's, thing. It's a great thing that they were friends. I'm so happy that they were. I, I, you know, what's his name? Uh, Dominic Monaghan. Yeah. Was he, like, I watched, I don't know where I saw this, but I watched uh, like his, uh, you know, when they rap, yeah. then they, the person who's done comes in and then he makes a little speech to mm-hmm. everybody. And he's like, and Dominic Monaghan was like, it changed me as a person after, after, after this film. I'm, I feel like a better person. That's awesome, like, though. That's awesome. That's awesome. I love that. But, you know, when when you market it into and everybody's watching it, families are watching it as another piece of entertainment. I feel like that's I guess that I guess cheapens you could say it, that. and then everybody knows about it, and it's like, but this is exclusive to people who like making movies. Leave it alone. I suppose, but I don't know. I wouldn't say I wouldn't go that far. All right, that's that. That's um, that. What, what else, else is good? <laughs> Do we say the same thing? Let's see. Spite Spider Man. Oh, by the way, let's let's talk about these modern Blu-ray release documentaries coming out. Okay. Well, there's a good one. There's an actual really good one. A surprisingly good one, yeah. But we let's the talk about Prometheus. Okay, well, okay. Prometheus. Prometheus. One. Yes. We watched. We got these behind-the-scenes things for Prometheus, and it's almost as good, if not just as good, as the Alien ones. Talking yeah, about every aspect. Vein. It was so good, and it was HD. Because <laughs> it was new. like four hours. I think it was. Yeah. There's a ton of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good, good, good. There's a lot of there's a lot of deets on screenwriting and and you you can say what you want about the movie. I don't particularly think the movie was you know amazing. Well, we're talking about just we're the, just talking about the documentaries. The Any movie, as long as the documentary is great. Yeah. Um, what the movie's like. Oh, we could watch. You could watch what not to do. Watching overnight, the Troy Duffy. Ooh, yes, that's a good one. Watch that. Even though it's a little bit, it's a little bit like the people who made it are like they used to be. Associates of Troy, who directed uh, what's it called? Overnight. 
No, Troy Duffy directed the movie. Yeah, Boondock Saints. Boondock Saints. So this is a documentary that these two people made that used to be his friends, but they had a falling out after this. And then oh, they, really? And, and they recorded the behind-the-scenes footage, so they made a documentary out of it. And they're, from what I've heard, it was a little bit biased towards Troy Duffy. Mm-hmm. He wasn't that bad as it's depicted in the documentary. Okay. And neither was Harvey Weinstein. So it's a little extreme. It's a little extreme. But if you take it with that grain of salt, I think it's very informative, you know, to see how this Hollywood system it's a very works. Different at least side. in 1999. That is true. You can't. You can't say. It's yeah, you like, can't say now. No, no. It's always different people. Lots of different times. Um, but but, that's, but that Troy one shows Duffy, a Troy Duffy has side. his own. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's great. One. It's always good to look at these things. Yeah. But there's another one where this isn't professional at all. It's just Troy Duffy's production blogs when they were making. Boondock Saints 2. 2, right? Yeah. And they're they're on YouTube. They're on his channel. And he's just like filming around. And, and he was talking about how he's a better person since then. He's nicer. And he, you know, he reformed a bit. And that's cool to that's see. That's cool. Uh, but it's just, it's just, you know, regular video footage of them just hanging out and filming stuff. And I, I don't know. I thought it was fun. I like watching. I like watching any of these, any of these things. Yeah. So there's that. And let's talk, let me just talk about the Blu-ray things that are bad. Okay. The bad ones. The Blu-ray things that are bad are like we watched Transform, like Transformers didn't even see those. I didn't even bother even we renting or anything. Like, just don't even go there. Unless there's a good documentary, but I don't. I doubt it. It's just going to be, we're here to make awesome movies. I'm Michael Bay. Transformers time. <laughs> Building better Transformers. And of course, there's a lot of uh, special effects stuff up yes. there like lots of and b-roll footage i don't know if anyone cares about that it's not the b-roll footage is it's on youtube there's a lot of it it's interesting but it's a little bit short yeah because they're all the little, clips. little clippy clips they're little clippy clips forget those there is but like remember like amazing spider-man behind the scenes that was just fluffy that's the thing i mean we talked about this i but... don't like that stuff i want it to be in depth uh, making spider-man 2 wasn't bad you know i always wonder I wonder how, who came up with the idea of wanting to make making of? Because I think that that's a very it's a it's a phenomenon because it's it's almost like um, you know going behind the curtain, and I wonder who initiated that and how come so many people are all for it are all for it. I mean that was a great thing. I mean if back you look in, at back it, in the day they kept back in the day when script. they were really substantial making ofs. Making of Avatar wasn't bad either. Yeah, the blue cats. The blue cats. Was that a good one? Yeah, this showed a little bit about, a little bit too much about, a little too but much about the design of the Navi and stuff. Which it's interesting because the making ofs. Oh, Iron Man three. Iron Man one had a good three hour documentary. Yeah, so did really. so did Superman Returns. Yeah, the, not Man of Steel. The, Superman the, Returns with Brian Singer. Brian Singer one. It was also three hours. It was great. <laughs> I don't remember that much of that one. Wildly. Hmm. That was back when HD, HD like digital cinematography was new. Yeah. What other good documentaries? Planet Earth is a good documentary. But that's like a problem. the making of the world. <laughs> the world. Uh, if you want to know how the world was made? Just watch Planet Earth. Yep. Uh, Lost World wasn't great. Jurassic Park has 
there was Daniel Jones, which is good. Huh? The was new it? stuff, yeah, the new stuff, the new 2011 Blu-ray yeah. release. That was good. better, better than the last one. I mean, we all like James Earl Jones and his. But that's not the only documentary. Was was very nice. What about that documentary where they're talking about with Steven Spielberg talking about raptors in the meeting room? Oh, that's cool. So let's watch that when we're done with we this. Should. I keep forgetting that. Yeah, was that that's a documentary? Part of the doc- no, it's just a little feature, a little clip, a little clippy clip on. On the behind the scene, on the DVD of, and the, we always quote that where he where he's filming, he's filming. Oh no, that's that's another clippy clip. Okay, where he's filming. Yeah, yeah. Location scouting. Yeah, they're location he's, scouting. Yeah, that's has his camcorder and he's filming, like a POV of him looking around, this location and using his hand and talking yeah, about the, the brachiosaurus the comes in. Comes in. Uh, the camera is on the bottom here, and uh, you know it's a low angle, and the brachiosaurus reaches its neck up and grabs some leaves, leaves falling out of grant. <laughs> it's the best Leaves part. Ramp. Leaves falling at Grant. Because <laughs> you can use it anywhere. It's like, so what's going on? Uh, Leaves falling at Grant. Well, we have a yeah, whole video of me pretending to do location scouting for yeah. this one movie we wanted to make in 2003, and I'm just going, Leaves falling at Grant over down here. Leaves falling at Grant. It's <laughs> a good one. It's a good <laughs> line. Yeah. Um, Predator. No, that's, see, that's another brief one. But look, the Jurassic Park one from 2011. The one that we're visiting, yeah, the, the Blu-ray. It's on. It's on. It's on YouTube. I watched it on YouTube. Really? Yeah. Oh well, you can go on YouTube then. It's like two hours for all all three movies. It was insightful, but it felt like a montage. It felt like a two-hour opening for okay, the actual me, what documentary. What do you mean when you say montage? I, it felt like it was going too fast. It was like we made the T-Rex, and the T-Rex was built. Next, yeah. that's a castle. Yeah, that kind of thing. But it wasn't that simple. I, know, I, know. I mean, they they they. They invested at least five minutes talking about how they built the T-Rex, but it was only five minutes. Yeah. should have been an hour and a half. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to see everything. That's what I want to see, you know? Those, so, are, those are nice. Those revisits, these documentaries that are... are nice, though. Yeah. I think... Didn't we say we, we wanted to do one for... They, we should do one for Lord of the they Rings. We should do one. It's been uh, 10 years. And talk about all the deleted scenes, all the Arwen stuff. Get, yes, get that please, footage back. get that stuff out of there. Get out all there. the deleted scenes up there and all the bloopers, and just restore them. I'll do it. I'll do it myself. I'll go to Nevada or wherever they have these things stored. All right, Philip, you got it. You mm-hmm. it I'll job. do it personally. I'll look through all the film footage. Another good documentary. You see, it's funny how the, you know, Peter Jackson's like, he doesn't like looking at the, he doesn't want to see that film footage, right? Because it's his movie. Yeah. But if it comes to, like, King Kong, I want to see the film footage, you know? <laughs> and it's like, I'm the same thing. I'm, I'm exactly, like, the newer version of that. I'm just like, I want to see the Lord of the Rings footage. That's so true, though. I like that <laughs> stuff. Another good documentary. Is the Back Batman to, Back to the Future documentary? I like those. Yeah, they're kind of old. They're kind of old, and they're kind of really short. Really? They're not that substantial. Am I, is my memory enough. just kind of fooling me? I think they. I think I it is. They were pretty I don't. Good, weren't they? They're, they were okay, but it's just it just glazes through. Mm. It's just like the standard glaze through. There's like the Spider Man. But they did do a revisit though. That one did they? Like not a revisit, but they did a uh, Back to the Future. If you watch the DVD, there's one for the '85 documentary. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and you can watch the 2000 whatever mm-hmm. when the DVD came out. Oh, there's some there's some old documentaries from 1980, like from Empire. Remember talking about John Williams and how he constructs the scores. Oh, that was great. You should that watch was it on YouTube. Yeah, you can watch. What that. should you type in? It's like a John Williams Empire score, Strikes Back. Empire Strikes Back. Making of making of Enter. Yeah. And yeah. it just talks about it. Just shows how he, you know he and his spotter. Friend, now that was that spotting session because we never know. I couldn't believe that. Makes you wonder how amazing it is that they made these movies thirty Back, years ago. Yeah, because they had to use that. I mean, they had to. They had to have this machine <laughs> that would show them. They could watch the footage, black and white, tiny little black and white 
hole, hole basically, and they would go and watch clips, and yeah. John Williams would have to, in his mind, make sure these cues are going to work for these scenes. Yeah. And now we're sitting here with these like giant 4K screens, yeah, going like, oh, I can't do this. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like. Look what he had to work with. Oh, then look at what people had to work with before. Max Steiner for King Kong. No idea. So I guess the lesson to be learned is that there are no excuses anymore. (laughs) (laughs) He's ran out of all the excuses in the world. Oh, man. Now we just have to make Oh, Indiana Jones had an okay documentary. There's a guy who did the annotated Indiana Jones. Those are good. Let's talk about those. I wish I remembered. I'll link them. I'll link them, but if I don't remember them, because I don't feel like turning. His name's Jamie. Is his first name. His work. But his last name is like, I don't know, Benham or something like that. I can't remember. I don't want to say Did we talk about wrong. him before? I don't think we did, actually. Because he has he has the annotated Jaws, he has annotated Indiana Jones, Raiders. So let's let's go, let's explain what this annotated means. This okay. is essentially that he, um You're watching the movie. You're watching the whole film. So imagine putting on Raiders, but now what you get is additional additional. I think you're facts. getting you're getting like a commentary plus behind the scenes footage. And all these annotations that are popping up while you're watching the film. That are relevant to the scenes you're seeing. Yeah. So it's a chrono- chronological kind of exploration. Mm-hmm. There's all kinds of there's all kinds of um archival stuff he pulled, like from from audio clips. Oh yeah, and to, from all kinds to of making of footage, um, to even interviews. And stuff that you probably wouldn't normally find on other on other making ofs. So those yeah. are cool. And I think you can watch those on Vimeo. Yeah, they're on Vimeo. And when he said he did Indiana Jones, he did um, Jaws. Jaws. He did um, Star Wars. He did all three of the all original three, right? trilogy. Okay, yeah. Which are very. I think he did. Well. E- no, he probably didn't. I think that's all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, if you've seen the making ofs for like Lord of the Rings and Indiana Jones, there can be moments where you recognize the stuff from the making ofs. But in general, there's a lot of new stuff in there as well. So those are cool. Oh, we should make all this stuff. Yeah, uh, hopefully. <laughs> if I remember them. Oh, well, we'll do the time codes. I remember. Yeah, the uh, Matrix. Matrix, those are... The one from the trilogy that I got. Yeah. Those are good. The Burly Brawl Chronicles? Yeah, yeah, the Burly Brawl Chronicles. Those are good. Those are just, like, I think those were the no music, Mm -hmm. just footage things again. What was it, 200 Day Shoot or something? Yeah. That was cool. That's a good one. Um, It was a good one. The Burly Man Chronicles. Oh, sorry. Because that was Burly Brawl is the fight, yeah. Yeah, Burly. I love that. Isn't that funny? It was the working title, right? The working title is Burly Brawl. Burly 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 Man. For the Matrix sequels, and then the the working, and then the the both of those big scenes with Agent Smith against Neo, in the second one, which was the Burly Brawl, and then the the third one was the Super Burly Brawl. Well, oh, I don't remember that. Super Burly, <laughs> Super burly That's Brawl. That's stuff in there. I wish they would have talked more about. And Adam Savage is in it. Oh yes, the Adam from Savage. MythBusters. Never talks about that. Huh? Adam Savage never talks about. He never talks about that. But we saw him. This was before he was before there was MythBusters, and he's there. That's true. He's like working uh, he's a model. doing a three D print of something. Wow, that's an interesting one. I wish they would have talked a little more about the ponytail agent Smith. Yeah, they they don't the want original to talk about story. That at all. The original. I read that script. Yeah, you told me draft. Right. I don't know if it's real or not, but if it has to be, if it says that Agent Smith has a ponytail in that script, and then we see shots of Hugo weaving with a ponytail running around for test shots. Yeah, test footage. Probably real. That has to be real, and it's just too bad that they didn't ever talk about how the Wachowskis actually made up a script at the beginning, and they reworked it completely to make later the original, on to, make do, the final to do the, uh, the final ones. Third and two and three. Because, yeah, because the second script that I read 
was kind of a combination of two and three, but it had Mega Neo. <laughs> oh yeah, the the because negative Neo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Agent Smith comes back, but he doesn't uh, fight Neo. He finds the negative Neo. So they're both played by Keanu Reeves. One of them, normal Neo is the short-haired one we know from Matrix One. Negative Neo is the guy with long hair, and he's a bad boy. And he's but it's like, also Keanu Reeves. Yes, and so, so then Keanu why would Reeves will Smith fight himself. Because he's 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 rebooted. He's free. <laughs> he's he's hip. I'm so free. I grew my hair out. It's funny. I'm gonna talk about that later. But yeah, it's, it, that is quite a funny, quite a funny thing. But those are good. The, the that Chronicle. Yeah. Yeah, good. Dragonheart making of is all right, I guess. Hellboy, like I said, it's also good. It's also got pretty fairly good things in it. Uh, Blade Two also has something pretty good. Blade One, not so much. Not a great Blade One scene. Um, Terminator think, has a Terminator. whole lot of stuff. So even the first one, yeah. The second one I remember had a pretty good. This is a commentary for Terminator Two. I oh think yeah, commentary for Terminator Two. I'd like to watch that again. A good one, I think. With his with his co screenwriter friend. Da, 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 you know what's da, a good da, 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 da. X-Men commentary. 2 has garbage. This has nothing to do with filmmaker filmmaking, but the Philosopher's Commentary oh, yeah, for The for Matrix. Matrix. That's a good one. Interesting. If you're strange. confused with The Matrix, you they, can watch they that. they got a, little, a lot of different perspectives on that one. Or you can watch the one with the critics. With the critics. Who are the, just no, insufferable. Yeah, the, the, uh, the, the <laughs> dissatisfied critics. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Do, we, do you still want to talk more about this? I mean, we've been talking for an hour already. I guess this whole episode is just this. I don't know. Unless you have. But we have a music break. Okay. Hey, we have music again. Woo! This song is by Spear Fisher. And it's a remix from someone called Odessia. Odessa. I don't know if Jacob knows this or not. And it's Say My Name. But the Spear Fisher remix. Oh, 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 
<laughs> it's been played. It's been played. What do you think, Jacob? I didn't listen to it. <laughs> this is this is this is faker. This is a faker. Faker's own. I'm sorry, it's a faker. But you know, that's a song, and you have a, now now we feel legit with the boys. With the We're kids. hip with the boys. We're with back the after the break. You see? No, no. You got silence. your coffee. You got your. Yeah. We talked about all the making ups we could. Hey, we forgot one making yes. up. Yes. The hobbits. Well, the I mean, do we want to bring that into the well, discussion. Well, uh, you know, like we were talking about the King Kong production diaries and the Humpen production. Yes, remember the Hobbit? Yes. Remember it? I remember. Barely, right? Because it's just it just disappears. It's one of those, you know, it's one of those. It's things, one of those you know, Avatar I think, things, you know. The Gram- because- grandma's phrase is kicking in here. What? There's nothing to say. The Hobbit. I mean, they're not that. <laughs> you know, they want to say anything. Well, I just want to say the behind the scenes weren't that eight hours each movie. I mean, it's crazy because they're so long. They're so long, but I'm not getting much out of it, unfortunately. It's, it's unfortunate. It's an unfortunate thing. Like what they did with Lord of the Rings is they structured it like here, here you can watch a 20 to 40 minute documentary of the effects. 20 to 40 minute documentary of 20 40 mini <laughs> minute documentary of the, the the editing, and then there's the sound design, mm-hmm. and then there's the music and then there's at the end and then there's this and then there's all that stuff they don't do that in this one it's just kind of i know all it's, over it's the place it's unfortunate it would have been good i would have liked to have seen that that would have been the one thing i would look forward to and i can't believe even that disappointed me i think i would have loved to see basically you know so we decided to you know Watch not do clean yeah we, we decided start. to not do this from the book because yes, and then we can be like, ah, oh, okay, yeah. I see. Well, you know, yeah, they yeah. said Thorin had to be attractive. No, no, that they didn't say that. They kind of went around that. You know, they went around that by Thorin saying has to be a strong. He had character. to be a strong leader because you can't believe an old man. Yeah, see, could I, fight. I would like just some. Yeah, Gandalf can't fight. Gandalf, <laughs> <laughs> it's the same thing. I know. I'm not talking about the he's humpens, a siege man. The humpens. We talked about that. We're done. We're done. Just wanted to mention the behind the scenes, but which it, are it's fairly, there. fairly interesting. Fairly. I mean, if you like m- movie making, that's the only reason. You know. I mean, there's still stuff in there. Yeah, there's stuff. There's are the Disney documentaries. We talked about we talked about Sting's wife's documentary. Sting, Sting wife. <laughs> Sting wife. Sting wife. <laughs> that's a great one. Sweatbox. The sweatbox. That's probably one of the best documentaries. I think just because it. The great thing is that it captures um, movies that don't end up like the original plan too, yeah. um, which is a real thing that happens. Like Matrix. And Why didn't see... we get to see the the second Matrix exactly. draft? That, but that one felt really just... honest. Sweatbox. I think a yeah. lot of people who were talking were really completely just. And Tony you know, Tom honest. Bancroft was on there too. Was he on that? I think I said the same thing. Tony Tom in a few podcasts prior. Probably, probably did a good one. Yeah. Uh, what else is there? Disney. Let's think. Yeah, some Disney. Uh, Pixar documentaries. Are they good? I can't remember. They're all kind of like decent, but they're not out outstanding in any way. I think that's a good way to say it. Okay. All of them kind of are the same. I mean, I enjoy watching those documentaries that they have on the DVDs for like on our own donations, and they talk about the Xerox and they talk about the change in you know altitude altitude of you know production. Uh, at the Disney Studios at the time and stuff like that, but it kind of it just kind of speeds through it. Doesn't hold enough. Yeah. Wait. Uh, the, but the making of Frozen is the best oh, thing no. in the world. You can. I love making so of Frozen. So good. It is fantastic. It's brilliant. I. Well, seriously, what was up with that? 
What was up with that? Come on, guys. Come on. Yeah. But they did make a making of a Frozen they did have to on ABC, it. and it was kind of disappointing because it was, you know, one of those kind of fluffy ones. What are the fluffy ones that we hate? Okay. What we talked the, about fluff. We talked about fluff. We were just the, we were the masters But Hercules. Of fluff. Hercules had the fluffy. Oh, man. To make Hercules, they, they went to. Oh, no, how about this one? How about the fluff documentary you watched of Aladdin? Um, Sorry. Yeah, Aladdin with John Rhys Davies. Remember walking through. Oh the, man, you can watch that Dis- on YouTube. Yeah, walking through Disney World. Oh. It's, it's like a set they created for. They made Aladdin. It's like Agrabah. <laughs> yeah, they, like, all welcome. this. I can't believe all this organization, this lighting, everything. They're all there. He's. I'm in a bazaar, and we are going to look at Aladdin. Everything is there, and what do you learn? Nothing. You learn. You learn one thing. We learn one thing. Oh yeah. That Aladdin never did this before. Aladdin's pants were inspired by. Get down. Can't touch this. Yeah, MC Hammer. McHammer. Never knew that. And you knew this, huh? I knew this because he mentioned it before. Yeah, I never knew. Cool. But that's we learned one thing. Other than that. Oh man, that is a good that is a good example of fluffy fluff. That is good, yeah. Like if you want to know what fluff is, Google. John Reese Davies, Aladdin making of. Yeah. And it's gonna be wonderful, like ten P quality. Mm-hmm. And it, it's it's gonna be like twenty five minutes, but you don't learn anything. No. Uh so I wish Disney could get its making elevate, ups better. Elevate the Are there any Marvel making ups? Yes. Uh Iron Man, like I said, three hours, great. I liked it. It really? was very I good. Can't remember. They were they were showing production meetings. They were showing meetings for like promotion. Is this the one awesome? The one, one where the yes. one the where, one where John Favreau is like Yes. It's a it's a studio no. select. Yes. I love that. There's a bit where they're she, they're showing John Favreau a clip and they're they're working on of like, I guess it's like the sound. Obadiah Iron Obadiah Stain. Ironmonger. He's an Ironmonger, right? Ironmonger. And he looks up at Tony. And he goes, she points his gun. No, he looks at Pepper. Pepper Potts. He looks at Pepper Potts and points his gun at her in his giant robot suit. Which is the Iron Monger. Which is the Iron Monger. And he goes, Pepper Potts, <laughs> your services are no longer required. Yeah. And then you hear John Pepper be like, that's a studio select. And it's like, <laughs> wasn't in the movie, the final thing? Of course not. That's like the worst line in the world. <laughs> Pepper Potts, your services are no longer required. I think it was in a movie, though. I think so. So I don't know, man. Studio wanted people to know that, that he that he's, he's attacking Pepper Potts. Pepper Potts. So there's good stuff in there too. There's like a lot of you could see some uh, rehearsing with Artie Junior and Obadiah. Really? And what's his name? Jeff Bridges. <laughs> Jeff Bridges. <laughs> Is that um, a good one? That that there there we go. There's one. I haven't seen Thor making of. I haven't seen any of these making of. It just it's hard for me to do it. I don't know. For some reason the Marvel movies it just I don't know, I can't. It's just they don't feel like they've been made by human beings. They've been by the Marvel. The it just Marvel. feels like the Marvel I don't know, the aliens or something. It just doesn't feel like Maybe they are maybe aliens. Pacific Rim has a good docu uh commentary with Gurtemort. That is true. He's good. He always talks about if he Gold if he's alone knows. if he's alone. He talks seriously, formally, yeah, he infor- talks all in- the informatively, and I was like, they use wide-angle lenses, and then he's like, we use wide-angle lenses in this? There we go. Um, he knows. And he knows that he tells you things, and it was great. And also, behind the scenes, uh, Blade 2's deleted scenes 
commentary. He has, an, he has another friend with him. What's his name? The producer. It's, I love the combination. Oh, uh, I forget Guillermo, the producer. Guillermo del Toro and the producer. It's like uh, the best combination. Frank. I think he's also Frank. I think he's Frank, I think, but I don't know where his last name was. But it's so great because Guillermo del Toro has a totally different attitude. perspective and attitude and vibe. And this guy over here is you know, very kind of, you know. <laughs> What's up with this hair? That's he's not great. my hair. That's ah! Great. And he's like, oh, that was not it's my so decision. Like, that was your decision. <laughs> Explain yourself. What is this? It's perfect that those deleted scenes commentaries, and you learn a lot because they he, they actually did a commentary on deleted scenes, telling why they were cut out. Mm-hmm. And you know, and you can find out. And be like, oh, that's why. Yeah, it's cut out because it's the worst scene in the world. <laughs> that's why it's cut out. And Guillermo Toro says that. And the, yeah, and the grape and the grape. Look, this, the is, grape this is close the worst up. scene. In the history of mankind, <laughs> yeah, true. Well, we we actually cut that together and put it up because it's it the best YouTube. scene in the world. And now people can enjoy <laughs> the awesome scene. All right, I think we're gonna have to tomatoes stop talking about behind the scenes okay, stuff. Well, Troy, no, I mean Troy? we said you know, heaven is not a good one or something. Like yeah, you? yeah, I don't remember much of it, yeah, but it's yeah. pretty good because it's very long and it seems like they covered many things. Most I don't know, I don't most remember. Ridley Scott. Directed movies have some pretty good. What gladiator? I don't know. That wasn't bad either. But it was like another one of those sort of, not very in depth kind of more. Not they are in depth, but they're not sort of in the production zone. Mm-hmm. More the like more like just talking heads, you know, interview being interviewed. Yeah. I'm trying to think. It had an, it, that, that had an interesting, you know, story, because the actor, what's his name, Oliver Reed. Mm-hmm. He died in the middle of shooting. That's right. I know. Yeah, they had to change the things and stuff like that. At the them. end, he was supposed to be the one who's like, you know, we will, we will see you, but not yet, not yet. Oh, that was supposed to him. Yeah, I think it's better this way. The end with and and who says it at the end? Star Lord. Yeah. <laughs> it was him, right? Yeah. I don't know his name though. I do. What is it? I I. Try to figure it out without looking at it on Wikipedia. But I, I don't want to keep this in. Okay. I don't want to keep... Do you, do you really want me to keep like the, the long pause while I'm thinking of his name? Not necessarily. It's not in Yarutu, that's the director from Cra no, not from Babel and Birdman and stuff. No. Jacob X-Men. I remember now. Okay. Jimon Honsu. Wow. Nice. I like we him. We got there. We got I think there. he's a great actor. I'd like to work with him. Those are actors that... See, the thing is, all of them act well. But when I look at them, I just feel like they might be fun to work with. You know? That's my sort of my number one thing because I know that they can pull off anything. So That's a good thing. So there's like Jimon Honsu I'd like to work with. There's Gary Oldman. There's... There's... Uh, what's his name? Uh, Fassie. Fassbender. Mm, there's... Mike, uh, Mike. Yeah. I know him. I know Mike Fassbender. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And there's... Uh, People like that, they just feel like yeah, I'd like to work with them because they're cool. There's no, cool. there's cool, no man. like, there's no like reason like, oh, he's perfect from this film, but it's just, yeah, but it's, it seems like he'd be a cool guy to work with. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, cool. moving on, uh, we talked about the Disney ones. Uh, Prince of Egypt has a horrible 
all the DreamWorks <laughs> ones really? have some pretty horrible making of really the old the old early ones like Eldorado. You remember the ones where they're like with Elton John as an animated character. We have Dell computers. The more HP I see, computers. the more I do. The more I love you. Yeah, I love you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are the DreamWorks really that bad? Are the DreamWorks the good really ones? That bad? Was How to Train Your Dragon. Remember? No. With and uh, with with Chris Sanders and Dean DeBlau. <laughs> it's like someone stabbed you. Dean DeBlau. Dean DeBoy. Dean DeBlau. Dean De. Dean the Blois. The Blois. I don't know, know, man. Was it good? Yeah, we watched it. it was the like, old uh, dragon. That's Space Jam, my bad. Um, what the second one? We didn't see any behind the scenes yet. That's true. All right, well, we're done, I think, with this. Can yeah. we talk? Can we go to another topic now? Yes. Mr. Relaxing Man? Mm, yes. All right, well, I got another song. Do you want to do that at the end? or? Let's leave it for the end. All right, so... <laughs> well... <laughs> Well, <laughs> you know what happened between last episode and this one is episode seven. Trailer. Oh yes, right. It's coming. Yep. Right. Movie's coming out. Yep. I don't know what to say. One thing I have to say though. Oh, so is, you do have something to say. Yeah, yeah. I just remembered. Mm-hmm. Like I can't say anything because everybody was so excited about it. It's like great. Okay, you can be you can be excited. It's fine with me. But just know that I'm not part of this crew. I'm excited because. I want to see. I'm interested. Like you know, I'm interested what crew in seeing the specify. crew of excited people. But here's the thing, though: who say that right? you know? Who say like you know? What's I, wrong with the that? moment I saw Han and Chewie? I felt like I was nine again. No, because the but lighting that's is too flat. Experience, but the lighting is too flat, of and we've their seen reaction to that. But these things that you say, unless you say you didn't feel the same way, everybody assumes because you like Star Wars so much that you're in the same group. That is the problem. Well, I don't think it's a problem because I don't think in the end it matters so much. I think if you have an opinion and you have you've have experienced something in a certain way, that's your experience. And I don't think it necessarily correlates to have to having to be part of some kind of a group. Okay. So I think I don't know. To me it seems like <clears throat> if you like something from the new towers or whatever, why not just like it? Who cares? Okay, but what if the lighting is not? It doesn't look like that's cool too. I mean, that that's uh, yeah, it's your opinion. It's cool. But I get lambasted. I get thrown on a stake for what? For not liking the lighting? <laughs> for, for saying, look, uh, that Han Solo shot. Han Solo, great guy. Chewy, great Wookie. You know? Yeah. They helped the Empire. They yeah. didn't help the Empire. I'm just kidding. They helped. They <coughs> they, they they were smugglers. You know? They were the doing brim. they were doing some some dodgy things. Yes. But then they, they, they turned on New Leaf and became really, you know, like good friends with Luke. Leia. Eventually married Leia, most likely. Han did. And they just became buddies and helped the rebellion against the Galactic Empire. This is true. And, and they're just lovable, lovable guys. Yeah, man. But when you see this movie again, it's been 30 years. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The lighting looks like a parody video. I think that's true. There's too many filters. Yeah. Over the frizzy. Yeah. So if they just took out a few, contrasted a little bit, so we get a little bit of uh, negative fill, mm-hmm. then it would have looked more like 
like we what we know in the original Star right. Wars. Well, this then is back, I would yeah. then I would say, yeah, that looks about right. But then again, I would say that his leather jacket looks a little bit too earthy. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And then Chewie kind of kind of looks really good. Chewie, he looks too good. In, in my opinion, like what I mean is like could have had a couple. Gray Jacob, hairs. You, like yeah, you said yeah. he could have been scruffy and not so reflective, yeah. and it would have been great. But you know, I don't. I don't mind because yeah. there might be a reason for this in the movie. Um, and in this trailer we saw, everything in it, the content, the content all around, everything looked interesting and I am curious to see what they were going to do. Everything. Yeah. You know, the design of the stormtroopers. Okay, they're smooth. 30 years. They're trying to advance. Fine. This new, you know, new unearth empire sort of thing. Mm-hmm. These these old. What I like about this the most is this: this these old uh, star destroyers in the desert. That's cool. Everything is cool. That droid. I like the droid. You know, yes, yes. with the with the with the cute with the, the circle. I was gonna say cube. The main characters look great. I just like how they look. You know, the new ones. Mm-hmm. Um, that girl and the stormtrooper guy. Yep, the, 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 I remember his name. I remember his name again. I, 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 what was his name? I just forgot. Every time I'm on the spot, I forget. When we turn it off, okay. I'll remember his name. That actor, all these new actors. I keep telling people. I I was telling them since I was like I don't know after Nine. Lord of the Rings. It's like guys, why don't you just get new people all the time? I agree. I think new people. But are now good. people are preaching the gospel of new people all the time because Star Wars and J.J. Abrams. I see? know. I know. I mean, but you know that this is why I don't want to be associated with people saying this because I've said it first. Thank you. You know? I don't know what's wrong with me, Jacob. Nothing's wrong with you. Nothing's wrong with you. Because I'm apparently wrong for doing this. But you're not, though. That's what I'm saying. I should my, join my them. Is this. I just think join that them. why can't we all have our own opinions? Why can't we all have our own opinions? And that's totally cool. I mean, you experience it this way. Someone else experiences it that way. And that's that. That's what I think. Yeah. But don't come running to me when the movie's not good and you were so excited about it. Right, right. But, and then, mean, but then they'll change their tone. They won't say, I was wrong. They wouldn't say that. They'll I say, know. yeah, it was bad, just like I thought. I know, but it's see, like, I don't know. You, like, you. I know, I know, I know, I know. I, I know. But it seems to me like, I don't know, there's not, or at least I'm coming to the point where it's like, it doesn't matter so much. You know what I mean? Like, some people will do that. Some people won't. I want to. I want to. I want to be like you. Who? Who? I want to go. Do 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 do. I do. I really do. But it sometimes gets grating when you see people making even like little comic strips about, yeah. you know, the disgruntled Star Wars fan going, "Okay, let's see this trailer. Get it over with." And the next panel is him as a nine-year-old because he feels like he's nine after watching this. You know. Look, I have no qualms. What he's feeling, great. I'm glad you feel like this. This is what movies are about. They're supposed to make you feel yes, great and 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 be happy about seeing a new Star Wars and seeing your old friends again. You okay. know, but don't associate that with me, because I have to say, the the way it was shot, it's just not. Yeah, it's not. It's not going. But what I'm saying way. is this, right? I'm just saying, does it really matter? To worry about that. No. I'll admit this. No. It doesn't matter. But I know, like, I get into that stuff as well sometimes. But I'm just saying that 
I think it's it, it's more useful not to care. It's true. I have some. I it, it totally takes, agree it takes with work, you. You know, and I don't but want. I don't want. It's difficult because it feels like because because when they say something, it feels like they're representing everybody. So then people come to me and say, "Philip, you felt like a nine-year-old, right? You know, movies, you like, movies hitting all the right buttons for you, huh, Phil? They're ruling over your emotions. <laughs> ruling over you. <laughs> Just be like, um. But then they'll, then yeah, they'll think like I'm in denial. Cool. Then they'll think I'm in. Na- you're in denial. <laughs> but you're not. If you know you're not in denial, that's the most important thing. That's it. There's that's true. It was it. just like in Pokemon when, um, remember when the newest generation of Pokemon came out, 2003. Yes. The third one when I officially didn't like it anymore. Bold Ruby. Everybody was. I was saying this doesn't look good. This doesn't look good. And my two friends standing right behind me while we were looking at these new yeah. Pokemon were going, "Admit it, Phil. You'll buy it." I remember that. You'll yeah. love it, Philip. You'll love it. We know you. You'll love it. Guess yeah. what? I never did. I know. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you're you're right. You're totally right. Yeah. I should not be so aggressive. Yeah. Because the the thing is, I always think that they're associated with me, and I I want to tell them that it's that I just want my opinion that you know like I don't want to be mean. I don't want to be mean to them. I don't want to destroy yeah. their their. I don't want to be part of the dark side and destroy their hope. Yes. I want them to be happy and excited, but it, you know, sometimes it goes out, you know, like for me, it's just like when there's loud noise and the neighbors are, this noise is too loud. Yeah. Keep it down, please. I mean, here's the thing, right? You know, it's distracting me. That it's, it's, is, is, I think that's a good, yeah, uh, a lot of noise, right? But here's the thing, right? I think that it takes, it takes work to not care. I know. And, and I was doing so well, you know, and it's not so, and two I'll years admit, ago. I was I'm doing so well. You know what I mean? I think it just, I know the right answer is that it's better not to care. It's true. I know that. You know I, what I mean? I totally and it, agree and with it's you. hard and it takes work. But I think that the more you do it and the more you tune out the noise yeah. and the more you're just true to your own opinion that's so and your true, own feelings, man. that's it. And I, I want the them to be, yeah. I to, I'm telling yeah. you right now, guys, listen, everybody listening, I want you to be happy and excited about this. That's what I think too. I think we should all have our own experiences. Yeah, and that's, that's but, but as long as people understand that there's people with different opinions, so you can't just automatically assume... Well, that, well you were saying your true opinion now, so that's it. I think. Okay, but people think I'm in denial. They're going to be making funny but, faces. But, so, but you, know you know that you, Spongebob face? But you know you're not... The one where it's like, admit it. I know, but... <laughs> you know? <laughs> you I know, but, actually love it secretly. But you know that oh, you yeah, don't. Yeah, it's true. I don't. I know, yeah. So yeah. if you know that, and you said it right now... That's it. Okay, so while we're on the Star Wars trailer, like I said, that the, the things that I, again, like I probably predicted, and I said, you know, it feels like they're trying to shoot it the way, uh, they're trying really hard to do it well, original Star Wars. Can we Wars. talk about this really quick? I like this discussion because it's interesting, is that when you have a franchise that's 30 years old, franchise, I'm using the word. Uh, yeah, you're using the, the word. You have I like saying series. But series, okay. I'll say series. When you have this series that's already... Guess who else likes saying series? Who? Sigourney Weaver. Really? Yeah. That's good. So you should call Sigourney Weaver and be like, hey. Yeah, be on our podcast. We can talk about We can be like, opinions. so Sigourney Weaver, how do you feel like being in the alien franchise? <laughs> it's interesting that after all these years, right, these movies, these Star Wars films, have meant so much to so many people. And it's been three generations. popular culture. For over three generations, it- Star Wars has... Grace the universe has you know has inspired and entertained audiences young and old. So then, when you get to this point where a new movie comes out, something that most people weren't expecting to happen, we yeah. talked about this before, yeah. is that 
you wonder what approach you're going to take, right? And again, we're coming... We can't say that much because all there is is these trailers. Mm-hmm. But which, is, which is a good point, though. Yeah. I'm not saying anything. We're not saying anything. We're just saying what we've seen I so never far. have. I don't think you have. I was Jacob. Yes. I was, I was, I was blamed for judging it before it came out. The Star Wars trailer? Yes. Really? When? I was blamed. <laughs> I was blamed. Unright. It doesn't matter. It's over now. Okay. You weren't judging the trailer, right? I was not. Not at all. So there we go. So if you weren't judging it, no props. There was nothing I said that was wrong. Only that I felt the cinematography, the way they shot it, was not to my liking. (laughs) That's good. That's fine. Everyone has their own feelings. So listen, right? These approaches. Approaches? I found Tommy was so... I always thought, like we talked about with... Didn't we talk about with Tim a while ago? Yeah. The different approaches? He was talking about this. He was saying... Tim was saying, and as valid as an opinion that is, is that Star Wars is from the future. This is the future of Star Wars. So we're going to do a new take because it's going to be for new generations. Right. So do your own Star Wars method, right? And we were saying our kind of opinion was that... Stick to the Star Wars. It would be cool... Because I don't think they've done this before, is where, okay, it's always difficult to try to recreate something. Difficult, but not impossible. Right, but listen, I'm, but I'm making a <laughs> distinction here because I think that I wouldn't want them to recreate um, the, the momentum of Star Wars. Like, what Star Wars was, that's done. You can't recreate the magic of Star Wars, per se. But what you can do, I think, is you can take cues from the approach of the old Star Wars. So from that is you can limit yourself, in a sense, when you're creating these new Star Wars movies, and say, okay, how can we kind of capture the feel of those old Star Wars films, right? Into a new series. That's what I think would be cool. So if you limit yourself and say, you know, not necessarily a list of what what you shouldn't do, but kind of a list of what makes the old Star Wars films so unique. And if you do that approach... The visual language. The visual language, right? Uh, down to the technical stuff like the lighting. That, that's, um, that's the visual language. Okay, right. <laughs> I'm just saying more technical, like, specifically, yes. like lighting, lighting, Would you agree with pacing, lighting. though? Huh? Would you also agree with the pacing? Yeah, pacing, how it's edited. Um, and, of course, there's room for, you know... Improvement. Not improvements. Like, interpretation, making a new yeah. modern take. But try to make it a continuation from the old Star Wars movies. Mm-hmm. You know, that would be interesting because then it wouldn't feel so detached from the old movies. And you try to get as close as you can as if you'd be stepping into a direct sequel, you know, yeah. as if it would be made like in 1980. Yeah, but then people say it's old-fashioned. But what's so bad about that? I don't know. Like, it would be, it'd be an interesting experiment as well. Plus, you have all this new technology. But I would, yeah, I would say you strike a balance. Yeah. And from what I've seen in the trailer, they are really trying to strike that balance. And they're and on some parts, doing great. Some other parts, not so great, in my opinion. You mean keeping the old feel? They're trying. Yeah. And I can see that. Yeah, I and think that's so great. Too. I like that. I mean, we're not talking about like the production design because the production design is spot on. I don't have anything to say about bad about that because that looks just like 30 years later, that's Star Wars. <laughs> that's yes. how it looks like. Um, but I'm just saying, like, for example, there was a shot of 
uh, let's say those two, the two main characters running away from the, this TIE fighter that's shooting at them. Yeah, in this, in the, uh, in the desert. Desert. Wide shot. Lighting is pretty good. Bare because it's in the desert. Uh, and that felt like Star Wars, but it's kind of new. You yeah. see? It's not... That's what I'm saying. And then there was this one shot of the Millennium Falcon zipping by, okay? If only the camera stopped bobbing up and down, it would have been a perfect shot of the wonderful, graceful, calm, unintrusive, sweeping shots that we saw in the original Star Wars films. And I have to tell you, even to this day, Return of the Jedi still has fantastic, really high octane energy exciting space dogfights mm-hmm. and it, one of the best ones still because i think they they let you see <laughs> they let you see yeah. the the thing they let you see the the uh the the space between these different fighters and they let you see where everything was going but also keep it fast and relentless yes. and it's and it's i mean pacing. this comes down to that whole argument of whether the camera is a disembodied spectator or is it an actual camera, right, in the movies? Well, in this case, I, I Uncle love, Joe is recording the camera. Yeah, yeah, Uncle Joe. I love, Uncle though, Joe is zooming in and out all the time. That's the thing. I, I love when the camera is a window to the film it, and it's a, window, it's a window to show you as much as you need to be shown. That, that, this film. is also why you have widescreen because exactly. you're here to get the optimal... Uh, look into the frame yeah and then once you're watching the movie it enhances your experience in seeing what's in it yeah because you ultimately see the you're trying to t- yeah trying to tell a story right when you take the approach of the camera being an actual physical thing that can shake <laughs> and they can have like water on the lens and stuff then you're breaking the illusion then you're saying okay we filmed this you know this is yeah. a camera and Which suddenly is... now the magic and uncle bob specifically who Un- can't uncle handle bob. a camera oh, well. nice no, uncle bob he used to be uncle joe so this is his brother <laughs> uncle his bob uncle, his, uncle, his brother uncle bob. They're joe twins. and bob yeah. both these and they're guys they're both inept at they recording. love just like yeah. shaking the camera yeah. you know but that i think that takes away from the magic it does and so i like the approach when it's just a disembodied spectator we're being shown what's needs to be shown. But I will tell you something. I was experimenting. I was playing Ocarina of Time 3D. And mm-hmm. there is an option that you can hit the Z button and then you have a targeting feature. And, yeah. it, and, it, and the, the screen kind of puts a little slight letterbox down and up. Mm-hmm. And then you can actually, uh, with your wrist, you can move the... With the motion sensor. Yeah, with the motion sensor, you can bob the, the DS up and down in the camera and it will feel like you're actually holding a camera. Yeah, like you're playing here. Now, what I noticed is things feel a little bit more natural if you just have a slight bob like a handheld like a steady cam shot okay. that would like because i was looking at a perfect turn like just a perfect hundred percent no bobs up and down just turn yeah with the with the character to rotate around and see a different uh area opposed to a slight bob as 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 the as the camera kind of tilts up down and up while it moves and the one where it tilts down and up while it moves felt a lot more like you're you're in an area i don't know how what it is okay but that's something that's interesting because we're talking about how it shouldn't look like it's right, right, right. but in this case it wouldn't be distracting but it would feel but it so, feels more so finding out exactly how you should use a camera that's a, i think a different thing like you're saying like some instances it works yeah. some instances it doesn't but the zoom but, ins, but I think the, the, we, we have to but the rule would be that you are trying to get away as much as possible yeah to giving away the fact that you know this is a camera and you know, star wars you're trying a, to get away from that and star right? wars's visual language has been uh, uh, 
in in like in as always, movies, I think it's always been something that gives you a good view of everything that's going mm-hmm. on. And for the most part, you see most many shots in the trailer. Well, and, and they, they, they did that. And they it works that. too because it's a, what is it, a space opera, right? Yeah. It works because it's showing you a lot of stuff. Yeah, and, then, and, and it's just disappointing when I have to see this Millennium Falcon zipping by and I can't see it in the space it's in going by whoosh, yeah. and going into that uh, exhaust pipe from the Super Star Destroyer, whatever that is, in the desert. Yeah. Going inside, it had to zoom in. You know, yeah, I know, like the the, and then the try, and then and then there was this sort of like uh, visual, uh, visual hint, not hint, visual cue, reference. Yeah, it's there's like a visual reference to uh, a homage to um, Return of the Jedi, where they're going through the second Death Star into all the construction pipes. Remember that? But it w- it had the extra bob and bounce, and, really? and you know, and then when something hit, the camera would shake as well, and. You know, next time, you know what? You know what? I, I can't wait. The next stage the of this is going to be camera's going to fall. Not only that, but we're going to see some artificial flags and artificial <laughs> reflectors <laughs> dropping off, and then the lens the mic, cap falls. The mic drops. The mic drops. Why? Because it's real. They were filming it for real. What? You know, when's it going to stop? I know. Yeah, <laughs> you know, that, it's silly. That's the thing, really, right? And uh, it, uh, it is, and, and from, to my opinion, this is an artificial way of getting things too intense. Yeah. Unless you don't have a budget for it, then please go ahead and shake the camera because otherwise it would look stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it ultimately, it ultimately comes down to what you're trying yeah, to accomplish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that depends. I mean, some movies, and from the get-go, they say, like, okay, this is going to be this is going to be the visual language with the camera being extreme, intense. Yeah. But it depends on the situation. But it also leads me to another thing, which is J.J. Abrams, it feels like he's doing his best trying not to do J.J. Abrams style. But yeah. For some reason, people don't want to tell him, uh, we've seen that in... Star Trek, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. Just but like that opening shot, people think is so great, and it is. It's a nice shot. It's you mean a, the, the still shot? The, well, the the big wide master yeah. shot of the the little speeder going across the desert, and you see the giant yeah star destroyer, right? Destroyed. Yeah, I remember. All I said at the beginning was, you know, Star Trek. You know, mm-hmm. we've seen that with Kirk and the motorcycle. You know, and people people can defend it and say. Oh, but it's J.J. Abrams style, you know? Yeah, but you're making Star Wars. That's the thing. I don't know. See, I don't know. I know if, if it was up to me, I would want someone to tell me, You've, we've seen this in a f- film before. Please show me the film. Okay, this is a film that I made. Whoa, okay, I'm not doing that. Yeah. I'm going to change it because I want it to look like Star Wars. I mean, that's the thing. You know, I want it because there's a lot of wonderful Star Wars shots that are very matter of fact. You know, like the camera just, you know, casually just uh, tilts over there to, to reveal something. Mm-hmm. And that's all it needs. And there it is. Dun, dun, dun. And I understand that visual language that's telling the audience. Mm-hmm. And it works for Star Wars because yep. that's the Star Wars feel. But in this case, this feels like it's that shot just tells me, look at this shot. It is wide. Man, look how small that thing is. It's wide shot. Yeah. And then the camera keeps turning with, you know, like uh, dollying or panning. You know, following the speeder. Mm-hmm. Look how small the sh- look how small the speeder is in this frame. Yeah, yeah it's so self aware, and I don't like that. That's what people need to really so try to tone down. That's what I'm saying is that um, I wonder if it was no, just saying, well, how would I even prove that shot? The shot itself, the composition in itself, is great. I love it, but the context, but the but the way the camera was moving is, is, okay. is, is, is just is just so self aware. Yeah, just, I mean that's the thing. I wonder, you know, because this is. It had to be more. I mean, I don't want to 
say something like, oh, the new Star Wars film is like a monumental event. We can't say that because we don't know. You know, it hasn't come out yet or Well, whatever. for me, it can't be because it's, you know, but, it's but, a new but Star But you have Wars. to, huh? It's new Star Wars. No, no, but, but I'm saying that the, the idea of continuing it's great. the series. I know, but I'm saying it's, it is, a, a, in a way, a big thing because you're officially continuing the series after so many years. So I wonder, you know, it kind of feels like why not do something yeah, extra, extra special, extra special. Like, and I, I, at the same, and, time, but, at the same but, time, I don't want to discredit because I don't because it, seen it looks like it's extra special, you know. Yeah, but I don't. In want my to, opinion, anyway, I don't know. I don't want to discredit anything because I've only we've only seen like the trailer and stuff. So I'm not trying to say like it's over. I don't know, but I'm saying that it feels like it could like there could have been some kind of a you know extra special Star Wars approach. That would connect well, for, it. Yeah, but for me, it's not about the content in the in the, the thing that I'm the camera's more, I'm shooting. I'm talking more of the visuals yeah. right now because the content, great. Like it could be anything. I yeah, I, I like it. Who knows? That could be like, you know. I like, I'm interested to see what I the like, story is. I like melted Darth Vader mask. It's great. Yeah, yeah I, I don't like how see. it's sculpted, but I mean, I like the I like the idea. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I don't know. It could be good. Yeah, like who knows what the story? I'm interested to see what the what they could you know what the story is and the continuation. But and also the lighting, uh, you have to you have to hail the the return of orange blue. Orange blue. See, that's the thing I wonder. Like, like I'm wondering why couldn't there be a meaning Some, where it's yeah. like, okay, we're doing Star Wars. We're doing Star Wars. Then it, then, they, then they look at the cinematographer and they're like, no orange blues, all right? <laughs> and the cinematographer's like, you got it. It's like I just watched Star Wars last week with my kids. Great lighting. Not putting not putting the blue orange blues in yeah. those. You yeah. know, like that kind of thing. And it's like, great. You know, there's certain things we're not going to do. And then, and then in the end, it just feels like it's these cinematographers are on autopilot. That's what it feels like, right? Unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately. So, I don't know. Some parts are good. Some parts are... But, like, it's just... I see that contrast, and I see that orange, and I see the teal, and it's like, mm -hmm. Star Trek, please, no. Why? why? It's, it's homogenizing. I don't like mm -hmm. that. I mean, maybe it won't be. You know, maybe, maybe it won't be. I who, knows? Maybe who knows? But I'm just saying... As of right now, that's that's my feeling. It's just the way it's shot, you know, the way it's presented. Could have been like could have been Star Wars, you know, instead of you know the modern twenty fifteen movie. Mm -hmm. Yep. But otherwise, I'm excited to see what's going to happen in this Me new too. Star Wars film. What, what, what Luke Skywalker is, is there. Happen. He's he's saying he's saying what is he saying? He's like I'm a Jedi. My like father a, was. Jedi. Yeah. But no, he said my father is uh, a Jedi. Uh, oh, did he say that? I don't I think, remember. I think so. I think so. All right, well, we'll see what happens. I mean, you need to see that. So, Hayden Christensen. Everything else back. is great. Everything else is great, except for Chewie. Chewie could have been scruffy. Who knows? I think what they're going to. I think they're going to be. Like I said, they're going to find the Millennium Falcon at the. What do you think of the reverse uh, colored uh, Tie Fighters? Didn't even notice them. Yeah, they're reverse colored. Really? Hmm. I think the Chewie and uh, Han. We'll find their million falcon. In the, well, that's what I think. Desert. Like that's what you said. Yeah, yeah. probably it's going to be in the desert, and they're going to clean it up. And then when it's finally fixed, and all these people fixed it for them, and they come in and go, "Jewy, we're home." Oh, okay, okay. I thought that that's the reaction when they walk in. No, it's too clean. Oh, okay. Why would they be? We're home in this, you know, sand-covered cockpit here. That's a good point. Don't know. We'll see. Hey. hey. And that's all that my. Oh yeah, that's it. Yeah. Well, that was interesting. Um, so How long is this, by the way? An hour 42. Oh, wow, really? I thought it was just an hour 20. Really? That that I felt it was three hours. Time. I wish it was three hours. Um, the old three-hour podcast? Yeah, so uh, I just want to disclaim, make a disclaimer that uh, just because I think the cinematography isn't working doesn't mean that the movie's going to be bad or that the, 
at the cinematographer that we're, you know, that we're kind of criticizing here didn't do a great job because we all know how hard it is to get all these numbers and all these f-stops and all these uh yeah because uh, I, mean, I mean it's easy it's easy to say what's wrong what's yeah doing. yeah yeah and right. uh yeah it's, and of it's course hard. they all are hard-working people and, and they worked hard <laughs> worked hard on doing this hard work <laughs> <laughs> they worked hard on doing this and hard you know work. i'm I'm, I'd like to see because it's you know, and it seems like they are approaching this as best they can in the in the best way they they can. I would say. I agree. That's what it seems like. It doesn't feel like it's forced. It doesn't feel like oh, let's just get it over with. It feels like these people really wanted to do it, mm-hmm. and I feel like that's a nice thing to to see. Yep. You know, even though I have problems with the, but that's you know that's that's the, I I think I explained enough that. But anyway, there's also the. Uh, there's the, there's the uh, spin-off movies that are coming out. Spin-off. What spin-off movies? Star Wars spin-off movies. Really? Yeah. One's apparently called Rogue Rogue One. Coming out in 2017 or something. I don't know. I'm just waiting for Battlefront. <laughs> but, Jim, you don't know about Rogue One. Apparently that's the story of how the Rebels got the plans for the Death Star. Huh. Is it going to be a movie? Yeah. A full movie? No, that's the movie that should really be like Star Wars with the framing True. and stuff. CG Princess Leia. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to do that. <laughs> yeah. And everyone's yeah. going to be like, that movie was awesome. And it's going to be... But CG Leia was so weird. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's. I like the idea of the spin-off movies. I would like to make one. And then we can say, can we experiment on making it look like it came from 1980? Yeah. I agree. You know, make a Boba Fett. Make it Boba Fett. And it, I already have this idea of the trailer. You have to use uh, After Effects. <laughs> <laughs> you have to use the lenses, the anamorphic lenses, because yes. then that's how you get the long, elongated bokeh. And uh, it would just be like a shot of Boba Fett. He's in the forest somewhere, some kind of forest planet. Maybe it's some different planet. Now, if you remember how Return of the Jedi felt with the film stock and how they processed it chemically... It was a little harsh with the blacks. Yes. At least that's how the DVD version looked like. Uh, I, you know, you have to do some more research on that. And the lighting would just be like, you know, you just take one flag, one white softy flag, soften it, then get another light, then get Wait, a... how is there a softy flag? I thought a flag's hard. Well, that's the, that's the, yeah, that's the, that's the black one. Yeah. But where's the softy one? There's, there, there's a white flag. Oh, I mean like, a, like, kind of like a, creases kind of soft effect? Yeah. It's, okay. it, it disperses the light. And uh, it would be like a zoom, a zoom uh, close-up with the camera dolling around this, like, log, this this broken-down tree log, um, I mean, tree trunk. And it would have all of Boba Fett's weapons kind of, like, lying on the floor, on, on the log, and it would just, you know, uh, dolly to the right. And as it, as it continues going, there's Boba Fett sitting down, right? He's grabbing these weapons and... He's kind of like healing himself or something after some kind of run-in or something. And that's how the trailer starts. And it would be with the music. Can you guess what music is going to be? Bum, ba-dum, ba-da-da-da-da-da-da. No, it's going to be... No, I'm just kidding. It's going to okay. be like... It's going to say, did you know that's very modern? <laughs> no, I was kidding. It was just, it was just going to be like, it's going to be like, you know, that underscore with the woodwinds and the, and the bass and kind of like... Something like that, you know, and it's like, 
and we get clips of of the the story, you know. And then it's like, we don't want them dead. Don't worry, I'll get them alive. And then he just and he just puts on his helmet. The thing about these shots is they're never. Um, I think that's the key. They're never self-aware. These shots are always done with a sense of look at the content. Don't look at our awesome camera angle. So when Boba Fett puts on his mask at the end of that trailer, you see that wonderful, like you see that really cool, um, nice, uh, like natural light, mm-hmm. and uh, and it's, it's a little it's a little contrasty, and then you just see that the helmet come down on his face, and then he can also put his uh, little visor on mm-hmm. too, like chick, just one, two, and then and then he sort of like turns around like this, and it wouldn't be. It wouldn't be like, you know, like what they do nowadays is they have this side light that comes in onto his face. So it's like emphasizing harsh him. Light. And it's soft. It's Everything is so soft. Like the, like the Dress World trailer. Oh, yeah. Mm, yeah. And instead of that, the camera doesn't even dolly towards him. The camera doesn't approach him at all. It's just him just turning around. And you see Boba Fett. And Boba Fett's there. And it's just... Like, and, then, and then the music not so harsh as you think but not but, soft but not super soft like they do nowadays i don't know i think cuz they have more more equipment so they just bring in more lights could be who knows and then and then you have the montage of the, of, the, of, the, of the boba fett movie and then you can see different people and it looks like it was filmed in 1980 but it but, but, but it's interesting the boba fett movie movie would be interesting only if it's filmed like this and if well there's different ways to do it i wonder how much you can do with the there's boba different fett. ways you can do it there's one. Someone actually had this on originaltrilogy.com, so I'm stealing their idea. Um, where be looking, looking at pictures of his father. Of, where Boba Fett is like the ter- like the Terminator. He's not the main character. Okay, so that Boba, could Fett, be good. Boba Fett can be chasing someone, and he's always so hard to get rid of because he's always going to find a way to find you again. Okay. Well. And it's like, talk, Boba. Why you know? Like he's like, why are you following me all the time? He doesn't answer, you know, and stuff like that. And at the yeah. end, they, you know, at the end, this this guy who gets chased. I don't know. He doesn't know why. You know, and then and then they 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 corner Boba Fett, and then Boba Fett actually starts, con- you, know, you know, says a few things like, you know, it's because you were, you know, this man, candy. this man wanted you dead, and I'm just here to do the job, you know. Yeah, something like that. Like no, and the music would no. be very old school John Williams. It has to be. But the exciting parts would be exciting and cool. And you know it'd be great once people get into that subdued, not hyperactive camera, not hyperactive, you know, mode. Mm-hmm. You can give Boba Fett a flamethrower, and you can show it in the film, in, in in the trailer, and people will go, "Whoa!" Because they weren't used to that sort of energy all the time. Yeah, I think that's one of the big things about trailers and movies. They go, they go. Like I, I I've been preaching this forever. They go all the way up to eleven. <laughs> for everything like a, it's like a compressor for your audio Jacob for your music yes so if you just keep it low people will get used to the low and then when you put something like a flamethrower if it has it's gonna have impact yeah, yeah but if everything's loud mm-hmm. no difference I think that's what Star Wars did very well because of the limited technology they had but it worked in their favor I think if people did that now it would work but of course like Tim thinks no we're not gonna do uh, I'm rambling now. I'm a rambling man. Well, Tim can call in. Tim, call in. Remind us what you said. 
Yeah, but he said Hello? he said he said that Hello? he said you shouldn't do that because it's old fashioned and people aren't used to that anymore. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. But though, I'm not. I, but I think Tim misinterprets what we're trying to say. We're trying to say we're trying to go. It's still going to be modern. It's still going to be fine. But it's going to have those old techniques that still worked. Because why does Star Wars work? Why do all these films work? If the the point the point is to create some kind of a connection to the old films, and limiting yourself can be a good thing. You know. Mm-hmm. Limiting yourself can be a good thing. Indeed. Um, and I think but that's you don't it. have to be so strict. It's not like it's not like we can't use digital cameras. Like get the film cameras. We can't use these. Get these. Like, it's not like no, that. No, that's that's not what it is. That's what I wanted to say yeah. about the Star Wars the, trailer. The point is just the, kind new, of the new one creating a the new framework. One, it feels to like they artificially they artificially added some like some extreme uh, chromatic aberration. Yes. And it's like, no, that's not what you, that's not what it means. Yeah. You know, that's not what it means. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I mean, just yeah. the, the idea is just the approach to be similar. Yeah. So then it kind of bridges now, but would it work? I don't know, but I think it, I think, I it, think it would. I think if you try, the, the key is not to try again to recreate it to the T where it's like, no. you know, you're beating yourself up over like, we have to get this exactly because it, no, like the the idea is just to get the feeling yep. down. That's right. And you don't have to go to extremes necessarily to do, to do so. Or technical specifics like yes. chromatic aberration. All right. Well, I think that concludes our, our, our talk. Concludes our I've talk. I've got nothing else to talk about. I think that's So yeah, it, I'm going to so go play was, Monster Hunter. It's funny because we talked about like making ofs and Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Uh well, you know, that happens. Know we're gonna watch Avengers next week. I think like in like a week or two or something. Yeah. Who cares? Be kinda late Whatever. Because it's cares? lazy days. Well, come on, come on. We're not a news what are we like a news portal? Yeah. What are we? Come on. <laughs> what are we? What are we? <laughs> yeah, so I hope this uh gave you some insight on some things, and if not, awesome. I don't know. Oh. Comment, like, subscribe. Oh, comment, like, subscribe. Oh, here's another song. I forgot we have another song at the end. Introduce the song. All right, this is by Hercelot, I think, or Hercelot, and the song is called May She Smile Star Hercelot Remix. Here we go. A remix. See you later guys. Have a wonderful weeks. two weeks or whatever this is. Bye-bye. Woo.
Excellent.